Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. That's me. Um, sunny spells to last next week is the story that makes the mail today as well, where the weather is set to continue for the next few days with temperatures clipping around your 15, 16, maybe 17. And uh, indeed, even next week isn't too bad. Not I mean, it's not terrific, but it's not too bad. It's kind of the weather you'd be kind of expecting, really, um, uh, to be eaten into as we head into the month of May. Very sad court reporting this morning uh, from uh, the court courts. Obviously, the um, uh, trial into the death of uh, Santina Cawley makes all of the pages. Uh, Barry Roach has it in the Irish Times. I'll be chatting about the uh, court case uh, with him tomorrow. Uh, It's in the middle of the evidence of Santina Cawley's dad at the moment, uh, Michael Cawley, giving evidence in court. Uh, Santina, please, please, Santina, say something, please, please. Um, That's a headline, actually, in a quote from... Uh, Michael Cawley in all of the papers this morning. The examiner carried Liam Healan was in court. Uh, Olivia Kelleher was in court for a lot of the red tops. Uh, murder trial told of dad's frantic biv bid to revive his child when he got back to uh, the 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 house um, uh, to find that his uh, uh, ex-girlfriend had uh, had left and the, the bruising and the shock of the sight of the bruising and the bloody two-year-old lying naked on a blanket. He said, I checked her pulse. She was warm. I was on my knees crying. It was a neighbour who originally told um, uh, the dad that um, uh, there was shouting and had said that Karen had gone mad inside. Uh, So all of the papers this morning have headlines and very graphic details of his testimony, which is unfinished, actually. The testimony of Santina's dad will be picked up in the courts uh, this morning, but he tells how he found her unresponsive at home, according to Barry Roach in the Times today. Uh, He came back to Karen Harrington's duplex apartment at Elderwood around five in the morning to find the place in total disarray and his daughter lying naked and unresponsive uh, on a sofa. Um, He uh, actually met one of the neighbours, a chap by by, uh, next door, um, who told him, this is at 5 a.m. in the morning, that he heard uh, Miss Harrington screaming and the baby crying. He said, Karen has gone mad screaming at your baby. Is that your baby? Um, adding that uh, he wasn't alarmed at that stage. He thought Santina might be crying because she needed food or a nappy change. But when he went into the apartment and saw the scene, he said, he asked Miss Harrington, what's going on with my baby? But she ran downstairs and exited the apartment by a lower door. Um, so it really is awfully, awfully, awfully sad. Uh, and of course, her thoughts are with Santina's extended family, including her mum, uh, her mum, Bridget. Papers also this morning, uh, another Lee side story, but this one is a happy one. And that, of course, is Ed Sheeran's coming to town. Uh, it's probably here already. Where he's staying, nobody knows. Might be somebody out there who might be able to tell us. But one of the world's most iconic pop stars is set to bring Cork to a standstill. Quite literally, actually, because there'll be a lot of traffic restrictions and you won't be you won't be driving down to Parky Cueve, that's for sure, in your motor car. I'd say even the drops for taxis and buses and everything will be uh, will be somewhat curtailed. But um, he's performing on Lisa, of course, did so last in 2018, and he's so welcome back. Hottest ticket in town, they're saying on the front of the Echo Today. Story that we dealt with some weeks ago, which was originally, in fairness, broken by Tripe and Rasheed. Then we picked up at it in quite some detail. Now the Independent are talking about the whole of the country where Airbnb has literally taken over everywhere. And the number of long-term rentals now are being 
totally outstripped by short-term holiday lettings. And uh, they're pointing the finger at county councils who fail to enforce controls on the amount of Airbnb-type properties that are out there, and they break it down county by county. Holiday properties outnumbering long-tenancy rental homes. And it's not just holiday properties, it's regular three-bedroom and four-bedroom semis, not necessarily down by the coast with the view of the sea or anything. Uh, meanwhile, of course, Miho, and it's just gone out of control, really, when you look at Daft and the amount of properties that are actually up on rent on Daft and the amount that you're available on Airbnb. It's like chalk and cheese. Miho Martin says that it's not satisfactory, and he's saying that the cost of renting these days is both not satisfactory and very worrying. But what are you going to do about it when some counties in Ireland have seen quarter-on-quarter rent increases of 25%? I mean, what's going on there? And if that wasn't bad enough, the Irish Times, of course, if we didn't need reminding, were reminded of how people with HAP payments are being victimised by landlords. And they're the most vulnerable of them all because um, they're dependent on housing assistance. And because of that, then, landlords aren't particularly interested in them. So they're feeling victimised by landlords and refused housing, despite this being uh, against the law. This kind of discrimination is illegal. But you can always find a way around legislation and issues like discrimination when it comes to giving somebody uh, a property because there's so many other people that you can rent it to. So how would it ever be proved? But the report finds that recipients of HAP are being victimised by landlords. The old turf row, um, and of course, we're always open to calls, texts and comments uh, on any topic of conversation, including HAP victimization. You can text 0868 The turf ban, uh, will it happen? Won't it happen? If I was a betting man, I'd say no. Uh, because even at this stage, the teacher, Michal Martin, says there is no ban on the use of turf and there will be no ban for the remainder of the year. So what happens usually is these things get parked and shelved and then quietly forgotten about. You know, if they find that the country bucks against something and rural Ireland is bucking against the turf ban, they tend to kind of do a U-turn on it, but they do it discreetly and quietly so you don't kind of even notice. You end up in a year or two saying, whatever happened to all that big rowing and screaming about burning turf? Oh yeah, well, a typical Irish fashion, it just went away. The country's highest paid civil servant will be grilled. Uh, And this, of course, is Robert Watt, who for some extraordinary reason was able to find a few million uh, to pay Tony Houlihan's uh, salary at Trinity. And he's going to have questions to answer when he's before the Oireachtas Health Committee. Apparently it's next week, which is weird because I thought it was supposed to be earlier this week. But things got pushed back. Don't even talk about people in A&E. There's a story in the Echo this morning of an 87-year-old left sitting on a hospital chair for two days with broken ribs. Can you believe it? An 87-year-old woman sitting on a hospital chair for two days with broken ribs. Oh, yeah, I can, because I've heard those kind of stories before. They break down the sick leave within the Department of Education. It's not the fairest story in the world because they hone in on uh, some of the sick leaves and they don't go into others. Like they don't talk about the amount of people uh, who took sick leave because of pregnancy related illnesses. They don't look at the ones that took sick leave because they're literally suffering from cancer and can't handle, handle the chemo. But what they do go in on, in on is um, the amount of sick leave that was taken regarding stress. Workplace-related stress, fatigue, vertigo, and insomnia. Um, So that's the tabloids for you, but 17,000 in total. But papers also this morning talk of a heartbroken family um, who uh, have... uh, And this is a story that I've dealt with for many, many years, nigh on 20 years now. In fact, I've spoken to some family members on this in the past, including Sinead O'Leary, who suffered 20 knife wounds at the hands of the evil killer 
Peter Whelan. Would you believe it's the 20th anniversary of the death of Nicola Sweeney and the attack on Sinead O'Leary, her friend? And they battle on to try and keep, um, to try and keep uh, the killer, Peter Whelan, in jail for as long as possible. He got some day release there recently and he, and the Mirror this morning says that he even had the cheek to get the train to Cork for the day after being freed from Wheatfield Prison. He's serving a life sentence. He's 37 now. And the, and the families, both families, are determined to keep him locked up for as much as possible. Um, one story that we dealt with some weeks ago, this, just a quick update. You know, with regards to the wind farm down around um, Gugambara, well, the community down there who are fighting against that have won permission from the High Court to pursue it and to challenge it. So they've had a win in that regard. Not not over the line yet, but people power does seem to be working down there. The legal right to challenge the 30 million wind farm because they just say it doesn't fit. It just doesn't make sense. Not down there anyway. And a couple of health-related stories for you. Apparently, whatever we're doing here, we seem to be getting it right. They say there's no... Uh, they say in the, in the mail this morning, they say it's better to have a life well-lived than a long life. Well, in Ireland, apparently, you can have both because the latest EU Eurostat data shows that in 2020, the last stats that we have, the life expectancy for people in Ireland is 82.6 years. 82 and a half, which is good because it's up on the year before um, and slightly and slightly down on the year before that. But I mean, if you were to look at it on average, we're in and around 82 and a half years old yeah, on average when we eventually die. Um, I imagine if you drill into that survey, you'll probably find that there's a difference between the life expectancy of men and women because well, whatever it is they're doing, women are living longer than men. Maybe that's a good thing. Uh, and apparently they're saying that you can lengthen your life as well by drinking more cups of tea. This is actually, actually quite interesting because you know the happy pair got into all sorts of hot water by saying that eating a vegan diet and eating mushrooms and soy products two or three times a day reduces the chances of developing breast cancer and they got savage for that and had to apologize but yet there's a claim this morning saying that the traditional cup of tea is the world's greatest health drink and up to four mugs a day helps fight cancer boosts the immune system beats alzheimer's and combats heart disease and diabetes cups of tea you think that doctors would be giving out prescriptions for cups of tea if that was the thing. But I kind of have felt sorry for the happy bear because they got it wrong on what they said and the way they said it. But one thing is certain, for, certain and for sure, that sickness and serious illness can be prevented and reduced by a healthy diet. Um, and plant-based, particularly, they say, with nuts and seed included in your diet and things like that. That a healthy diet can keep inflammation away. And lots of sickness and lots of illness and lots of disease, unfortunately, can be traced back to what we eat. The Neil Prendival Show. Text plus WhatsApp equals 086-8104-106. All right, another couple of, another couple of interesting hey, ones. Sheeran and you're listening to Ed Sorry, me interrupting Ed Sheeran. The cheek of me. I mean, he's centre stage. Take a backseat, Prendo. Take a backseat. Anyway, listen. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. And even this morning, if I can find my feckin' paperwork, because I'm absolutely swamped with paperwork, more grief down in the tunnel. I got a text this morning. Look at this langer. Three trucks up on the back of the trailer. And he causes the tunnel... Uh, to show red and shut down again this morning. This was this morning, Neil. How could he think it was okay? He should be fined and taken off the road. And thank you. I also got screenshots and photographs of people who took a photograph of it. I mean, it is. if I didn't see the photograph of it, I wouldn't believe it. It's a tractor, right? 
where is it from? It's up the Midlands or something. Leash. Is it a leash tractor or something? And up on the back of it, that's not the best photograph. It's all better photograph. So you have the, the truck with the trailer and up on top of it, three other trucks and lorries on top of it. So like one, two, three, four. How in the name of God expect... I mean, I feel sorry for the people trying to manage the tunnel if this is the kind of nonsense that's going on. So the alarm goes off and the alerts go off when this kind of stuff comes along and the tunnel shuts down. I mean, it's absolutely insane. I was reading about it. Um, if you're stuck in it or were this morning, let me know. So the, Cork, you're saying this morning, the tunnel has been closed again due to an overheight vehicle for the millionth time in the space of weeks. This time, a tractor that triggered the alarm heading through the South Bore with loads of other trucks and tractors, oh, trucks and vans on top of it. Um, and this is the fifth incident now of overheight alarm systems triggered in the last week alone. Bear in mind now that it absolutely wrecks the head of a 100,000 vehicle passing through the Duncattle and through the roundabout every single day. And, you know, 100,000 go through Duncattle roundabout and nearly 70,000 of them actually go in through the tunnel. Um, and you can't blame anybody except the Egypts that think that they're going to get these huge high-sided vehicles with two or three other vehicles up on top of them through a little tunnel like that. The wiggle room is gone now. Whatever was there before, that's six inches. And as the fella says, six inches got a lot of fellas in a lot of trouble. Stop thinking out loud and call Neil Prendival now on 0818-104-106. Cork's Ed FM. Better believe it. You can text 0868104106 now. Um, I'll come back to the tunnel and stuff like that. If you've been down there, get in touch. Text 0868104106. But I want to update on a story I had on last week when I was chatting on air uh, with Jane uh, with regards to the conditions. Um, um, she lives out around the Grattan Street area. I'm not saying any more than that, but um, has been getting fierce grief from people who are using the lanes and alleys where she lives and in and around where she lives uh, to do drugs, to shoot up, to drink, to party, to shout, to roar, to scream, uh, to threaten her. Uh, even recently, she was told that they were going to break in and that they were going to stab her to death and that they were going to keep her conscious by giving her drugs to keep her awake so that she would feel the pain and feel her passing. She's living an absolutely nightmare life there. These are the same crowd now that wrote RIP on her windows and actually then subsequently went on to smash her windows. They also tried to burn her out of her flat. Uh, I mean, it's just insane what's going on there. And um, uh, I know that during the conversations with Jane, she spoke to me about her sister, Mandy, who is also her carer. Mandy got in touch this morning saying her condition and the carry-on there has got worse. Um, and this is only in the last four or five days. And Mandy joins me by phone. Mandy, good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you? I'm good. Um, and listen, I know that you do wonderful, wonderful work and give your sister really wonderful help so well done in that score um, but Thanks very much. How, how have things got so much worse in the last week um, do you know like even for example I was in there now on Tuesday night because it was my night to go in um, and because the wheelie bins are you know being brought up the lane and stuff like that they're another object that can be used um, I know it's something very very simple but no they actually catch the wheelie bin and throw it at the door yeah yeah, right, yeah. and now they're actually have to go into the to the childish thing of run away and knock, and when you come to the door, they're saying, "Oh, that's not her," and then if Sharon answers or if Jane answers the door, then they turn around, they go, "Oh, that's her," but you can't actually see who they are. I've seen it myself. Why can't you? Why, why are they all covered up? Because they're, they're because they're up, but they're actually up by the top of the lane, 
and they're shouting down because you know yourself that when you open the door and there's nobody there, you're going to peek left and you're going to peek right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, this is, know, a, this is a single, this is a single very sick woman leaving a lot, living on her own a lot of the time. I mean, you imagine oh, the know. persecution and the fear and the stress and the anxiety she's gone through, particularly at the, like, I mean, you I, can't be there all the time. No, no, and like my elder sister, my older sister, now she's actually starting to get a little bit scared as well, which is which is very, very understandable, um, because like, she wouldn't be as fast, you know, she'd be a little bit faster than Sharon, but not by much. Um, so that kind of avenue will probably end quite soon, um, and then it will be my brother during the day and myself all night. And is it the same crowd all the time? I would imagine it is. You know, like they, there's so many groups of them there. Um, and as Sharon and myself have actually witnessed the whistles, um, we actually can't see unless they're all wearing the same tracksuit. You, you know what I mean? They're all running around with their little Adidas tracksuit and their fancy little runners. Um, and this is the group that we're actually dealing with. And look, I can't, you know, like I've went in there, I've done patrols myself because I got so angry and so frustrated. Do you ever go um, out and try and reason with them? Um, being the, if I actually seen the group I would be probably petrified to go up and approach them like if they can say that to a woman that's inside a window and do what they've done already um, I think that I would be if it was in front of me I think I would be petrified to go but, up and approach but them but the threat to burn her out or the threat to stab her to death surely that's of interest to the Gardaí it is but you see, every time they come over, it, they just can't find anyone. Like recently, they said about the windows, look, we actually can't find anybody for the windows. So until they actually find someone, or if I take one of them to the ground and the guards are called, then at the end of the day, I'd be probably done for abuse. Ah, yeah, but you don't, you don't want to be doing that, you know. Oh, like, I know. You, you but don't. You see, I actually, that, won't end, yeah. that won't end well. Yeah, I know. I, like I came, like I'm after bringing my my daughter's Harley in, um, just on the off chance that something happens that they they get into the flash when in there and I can't make a phone call. And uh, you know, I actually don't know what else I'm supposed to do to get her out of there. Okay, okay. Um, I, don't, um, I don't mean to be anyway sexist in this regard, and I'm not oh, talking sure about. I know I'm that. not talking about vigilanteism or anything. Was there any group yeah. of men that could go and have a chat with them? No. Um, I. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I honestly don't know, but Neil, by all means, if if a group of people ring in, um, you know what I mean. There's absolutely no problem. We'll even supply the cups of tea. <laughs> I'll probably get into trouble for saying that, but well, all I all I can see is that in the space of six or eight months, we're getting absolutely nowhere here. Uh, the guardie no, do nothing. call, they do visit, they do patrol. Can't seem to be able to catch them, although you see them all yeah. of the time. Council don't yeah. seem to give a toss. They just don't care. No, no. And like we were, I was kind of brought down with um, a really hard thump when we had the meeting inside there. Um, when we were given the option, it was literally suck it up or go nuclear. And nuclear to them is you actually surrender. You surrender the flat and where she's supposed to but go. But what about the duty of care and safety to her? You see, this is what I say, you know, when we said that inside there, you know, that her life has been threatened, you know, the guards have been there, you know, we nearly know the guards are at this stage at a first-hand information, and we know them on a name basis, um, and, you know, her response was, look, her life is in danger, it said, who's going to take responsibility for danger, and she said, I'm sure I could go home and be killed in my bed. I heard that, Chad, that was not a reasonable thing to say, the same thing no, could happen to not. me. The council official said, same thing could happen to me in my own home, well... Are you being yeah. threatened? You know, are you yeah. being threatened to be stabbed and burned out? Are you having RIP written on your glass in your front door? No. Yeah. 
you know, I look. Come me, back to me when I, you are then. Yeah, I actually don't know what to do. Like, you know, as I said to, to earlier on, I said that, look, we were invited to the circus, into the Cork City Council. We went in there, we took front row seats. You know, we were given hoops to jump through and we jumped through them as elegant as we possibly could. Um, and I actually don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, but Sharon she continues was, to Sharon, pay rent there, doesn't she? She does, completely. You know what I mean? She's not one bit behind in any bill. You know, like there's a flash up over her that's empty for the last five years. Um, Is that and a council-owned flat? That's a council-owned flat. Five and years. Men, yeah, and men have come to see it the whole lot, and nobody still has moved in. Oh, the list men. gets longer these, and longer these, on Lee side of perfectly yeah, refurbed houses, apartments, and they're still empty. Completely, it's it's completely refurbed. Brand new windows, doors, heating, you name it. It's completely done up. When was that work uh, done? Um, four years ago. Oh, I despair when I hear that. You know, and like these people would have been able to walk upstairs and they still refused the flat. Mother of God. You came, you came up actually with two perfectly good apartments in Bellefiehan, didn't you? And they're, they're only two that are on CBL. There's another two, there's another one up by the Harper and there's another one just beyond the school. Um, have you managed to get um, a local councillor, either for your area or indeed where yeah. Jane is, to just take up this case on your behalf? Yeah, we have a we have a councillor and, um, you know, he goes in it? every time he is. Um, Donnick O'Leary. He's a TD. Yeah, and he keeps on going in and he keeps on, you know, bringing up her case and there's nothing. Look, I can't... I How can't do you know he does, though? How do you know he does? I mean, he's in Dublin. Because like. I'm actually... At, yeah, because I'm on to Karen. Uh, you know, Karen is a secretary. She's amazing. Yeah, the great thing... Um, I know that. But the great thing about councillors is they're in and out of City Hall all the time on different yeah. business. You know, a local councillor, like, um, you know, I'm not so sure who might who that might be for your area of the South Side. Um, mm. that, that really can literally go in, in into different offices and meet people and sit across from people um, every couple of days or whatever. It's different for a TD. They don't have the same kind of access to City Hall as a councillor does. I mean, yeah. do, do you know of any councillor in your area? No, but I, I'll, certainly, I'll certainly research it. In Balafihan, maybe somebody will tell me of a councillor in the Balafihan area. Did you vote you know in the local elections? Does any come to mind? Um, I think, um, what's his name? Um, uh, there's Mick Finn that was there. And then there's Paddy Deneen as well. Paddy Deneen. Um, now you're talking. Yeah. Now you're talking. Mick Finn as yeah. well. I, uh, e- either of the two of those or any, yeah. any Southside councillor that is in your ward. Yeah. Y- you've never met with any of them, no? No. Well, I did. I had dealings with Paddy Deneen all right, years and years ago um, when Sharon was coming out of homelessness. Um, and fair play to they actually guided me through the whole process of trying to get Sharon out of home. Okay, okay. All right. Let, um, let's let's see let's see what councillors on the south side are in your parish. Those two probably. Yeah. You need to get on to either one or other of those and get them to take it on as a mission at this stage now because okay. it's it's going nowhere. And and sooner or later these sooner or later they're going to be so out of their heads on heroin and drink. They're going to be so out yeah. of their heads that they literally. They've gone far enough as it is, but they'll just go too far. Yeah, you know, like Sharon was even saying, she that she can actually see them changing. When you know what I mean when they take the drugs, but I can actually see my sister; she's actually shrinking. You know what I mean? Like her medical conditions, the whole lot mentally, she's she's going to turn into a shadow of herself. I know, Look, sure. I, I, 
you know, like I know the end is going to come to all of us, but I would love for her to have a happy, you know, coming up towards the end. She, she, she said that to me, actually, that she doesn't think she's yeah. got long, long left. No, no. And, she, you know, like the thing about it is that if you tell yourself so many times that black is grey, you know what I mean? Black will turn grey. So I'm trying to do my best as a carer and a sister to try to keep her up. But the longer this goes on, you know what I mean? You can only keep telling a person this for so long and they're just not going to believe you. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you know you, I mean? you, you've got Mick Finn. Um, you've got uh, Sean Martin. Yeah. You probably have Paddy Deneen. Um, yeah. There are three. You might have Fiona Cairns in your patch. You could have. Okay. You could have Shane O'Callaghan as well, and and Dan Boyle, I think. Um, All right. Okay. So uh, let me see if I can get any one of those to pick up the. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, if there's like when I started all of this, I sent emails out to everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, every emails, concert, emails every don't, TV, don't really work. Um, just, I know, but just to give some type of a backstory to say what was going on, you know, any guidance, I would appreciate it. And I've heard nothing back. It was right, only done okay, a call, Okay. Listen, can we maybe get on to Mick Finn, Seamus? Yeah? On the case. All right. Thanks for that. All right. I'll be back to you. We'll, see what, we'll see what we got throughout the course of the morning. But um, sad to hear the update is worse, not better. Thanks so much, yeah. Mandy. We'll, we'll, we'll be back in touch again. We'll get a counsellor on the case on this one. All right? Absolutely no problem. Thanks right, very cheers much. Cheers for that. Take care. Bye. Owen, good morning. Neil, how's it going? I'm good, my man. What happened this morning, please? Uh, oh, I only saw it online this morning now. It's, uh, what was it, a truck? Yeah, would you describe it? Because maybe I'm not describing it properly. You have a tra- You have a tractor pulling a long trailer, isn't it? Which looked to have a lorry on that trailer and then a lorry on the trailer of that truck. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't even know how he got down the motorway. Yeah, okay, so you have a tractor pulling a trailer, and on top of the trailer is a truck, and on on top of the truck is another truck, and on top of the other truck is a smaller van-type truck. Yeah. As I said, I I only saw the picture of it, but that's just lunacy. It's insane. And it's shot down the top. farmers, Farmers are restricted that they can only put three bales high on a trailer and... Like, how, where, I'd love to know where he came from, that he got so far without anybody stopping him. It's not even safe, though. It, it, no, they literally, couldn't they just fall off? Or he could go over. He'd go over and around about if he went into it at speed. I forgot that. Of course he could. You know, the whole thing like could I just travel, topple up. I travel the M8 regularly, up and down to Cork for work. I, I live in Tipperary. And, like, there's always at least one squad car sitting on a ramp, up or down. Like, how nobody saw him, I just can't understand it. And what happens in the case of that? Does he have to reverse out of it? He's missed the slip, hasn't he? I actually don't know. Uh, I don't know. Do they back him up? Do they try and clear the traffic behind him? I've never actually seen them clear it. But I know it has gone off. It's gone off, what, five or six times in the last couple of weeks? Uh, I was reading this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the last week, Cork Bio are saying, hang on a second here now, that it has gone off. I can't find it now. Uh, uh, This time it's a tractor that triggered the alarm hitting at the south bore. Um, You know there's a new safety system. They've reduced the wiggle room to clear the top of the tunnel by six inches. On the the examiner the other day that they reduced the the height by six inches. But obviously, 
They must have gone more than six inches because, like, those lorries travel under that tunnel every day. I wonder would they have been better off and just... Would they, firstly, would they have been better off just leaving well alone? There's been f- at least five incidents in the last week. Oh, at least, yeah. And there probably hasn't been five incidents in the last five months. Ah, yeah, but in all fairness, nobody should... You shouldn't even be driving that truck with three trucks up on the top of it. Oh, no. Like, you should never breath. been on the road. But, like, there's other lorries there have triggered the new system, and they weren't over height. But you still have to stop and wait for it to reset or wait for the lads from the the road maintenance guys to come out. Nightmare, 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 I, I nightmare. I don't know if anyone ever actually hit the tunnel. Somebody said to me early in the week, yes, that you can see, somebody says you can see the marks of chipped concrete on the top of the tunnel where it has been hit. Yeah, yeah. Or when was it hit? Could it draw? That I don't know. That I don't know. That I don't know. All right, let me do some text on it. Drive safely. Thanks, Owen. Thanks, Neil. Cheers, my friend. Uh, Some text on this. This has to be an illegal load up in the back of that pulled by a tractor. It looks like it would tip over as well. Neil, this is getting out of hand. The driver should know what load he is driving with. They should be prosecuted for doing this. And more. Surely this has to be illegal. Three trucks up in the back of a truck. Curious to know when the tunnel closes or the barriers is something that comes down to... Yeah, it's barriers. Completely, you're right. In all fairness, how did he think it was going to pass through on that? A fine and penalty points, please. This is reckless. The impact on dry, on people uh, trying to get to work is huge every day because of this. He should definitely be fined. It is a ridiculous load. Uh, to be fair, he only had three trucks up on the low loader. Give the man a break. Typical Cork humour. What a complete idiot. He should get a huge fine and get nine penalty points for that. If you haven't seen it, we had the photograph up uh, on Facebook this morning. You just wouldn't believe it. Um, I can get more calls, texts and, and, and emails on the air after the break. The Neil Prendival Show. Text plus WhatsApp equals 086-8104-106. Cork's Ed FM. Hey, this is Ed Sheeran and you're listening to Ed FM. Actually, if I hadn't seen the photograph, I wouldn't believe it myself. Craig, good morning. Would you agree with me? If you hadn't seen it, you wouldn't believe it, right? Absolutely. It's a very, very unsafe load. Okay, you're a professional truck driver. Talk to me about a load like that. Well, you, you just wouldn't carry a load like that. Not over height. Um, if you had a high load, if you were doing a normal load, you'd make sure it was strapped down with chains, not straps and whatever. Um... It shouldn't be pulled with tractors anyway. They're agricultural vehicles. They're running on green diesel, so they should only be used on farms and in between fields. How in the name of God was he not pulled at some stage with a load like that? Well, you'd wonder about the policing on the roads, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's insane. It really and truly is. What could happen with, like... They could fall off or going around a bend, literally it could just topple over on its side, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, there was a case a few years ago um, where there was steel coils came off a trailer. Now, that happened to be a haulage company, but it hadn't been um, secured properly. And unfortunately, there was a couple of people killed. So, you know, this safety is a priority with stuff like that. I think we need a lot more road policing from traffic court. Yeah, I mean, you, I'd often, I mean, I'd often see them driving up and down. You know, you see the the, the traffic core and they're, they've got their own vans and their own vehicles and stuff like that. But clearly, no, nobody spotted this character. Um, and, and and yet again, the entire tunnel closes down. It looks like it, it looks like as if one of um, if you've seen the photograph, yeah. 
I haven't because I'm driving at the moment. Okay, well, drive safely. Um, and uh, thanks for getting in touch. Appreciate it. Shouldn't be driven by a tractor, he says. And uh, it might be gardening services. The, the, the actual uh, truck right up on top, the third one, like there's four vehicles entirely, one on the ground pulling everything, and then there's three up on top of that. But the very top one says gardening services. So it might be... Uh, some work that was being done somewhere and they're heading back up to the Midlands or something like that. But I haven't seen the photographs myself. You just would not believe it. Anyway, get in touch. Text 0868104106. Um, a lot of different texts from yesterday's program, which I want to get through. And um, we were talking yesterday about um, uh, murder and issues like that recently on the air. Many texts on that. Your story on sentencing in our courts, Neil, the Prison Officers Association are now talking about serious overcrowding in Irish jails. Alas, no comment on how we got to this plight and this state of affairs well you are right in that regard the jails are full but there are people listening to this program who feel that we should be building more jails on the murders a while back on your show you said that foreign nationals were responsible for 16% of the murders in this country if you take out say all the foreign national children who don't commit murders all of the women all of the elderly people and say 50% of men who would not commit murder is that 16% of 50% of foreign national men committing murder? Is that not very high when you look at it that way? As we've seen lately, a number of foreign national men have been charged with murder. Yes, we are seeing more of it. But yesterday I was breaking down the statistics between those who were in jail of Irish descent and those who were in jail of non-Irish descent who would come here to live and to work amongst us. But can I tell you an amazing story that I came across yesterday with regards to people living here? You know... Everybody's talking about, oh, we don't have enough houses, we don't have enough homes, we don't have enough doctors or schools, we don't have a medical system, we can't support people coming in from overseas. I don't want to give too much away for privacy reasons, but I happened to be, I happened to be chatting with a, a chap yesterday um, who is Turkish, um, and we were chatting away. He was actually cutting my hair at the time. I won't say where or when or give any personal information away. Uh, but I remember about three or four months ago, he was cutting my hair, and his English was pretty much almost non-existent and yesterday his English had come on leaps and bounds he, he, he still paused a lot and he thought about his sentences but he was managing to have a full conversation with me and it was incredible to listen to him he was telling me that he, he was here um, uh, with his wife um, and that he had uh, his stamp four and he was at, stamp four means that you can come over here you can stay here and you can work a lot of people want to just do that. They want to work. And he was telling me that he was really excited because he had just got his second stamp four. And he was really, really happy about that. He was beaming ear to ear. And he was telling me that at the end of this stamp four, it's going to be incredible, he said, because I'm going to be able to apply for citizenship. Because he said, this is my home, he was saying. This is where I will live the rest of my life. And when I go to Turkey, it will be to go on holidays. And I said, what else would you like to do? He said, well, I'll be able to work. I will be able to go anywhere I want. I will be able, I'd like to go to Spain on my holidays. Something that we might take for granted. So we're having that, those kind of chats. And he said, and an amazing thing happened last week, he said. We got mortgage approval. And we're really happy about that. And then we were chatting about his mortgage approval. And he was saying, but of course, for everybody, he said, property is so expensive and houses are so expensive. It's going to be difficult to find somewhere. So this was a guy who was absolutely over the moon that Ireland was now his home. And he's here and he's working and he's paying his way and he's going to get his citizenship and he's going to have a mortgage and he's going to get a home and he may well have children and himself and his wife are absolutely over the moon. And this is something that we take for granted as we walk around 
uh, doing our, our daily business and getting on with their lives. The excitement and the happiness of somebody who's come over here to make it their life and to make it their home and get their stamp for and get it renewed and continue on the process to citizenship to get a mortgage, to buy a house, and to rear a family. It was just a fabulous conversation. And it really brought it all back into perspective to me. You know, I know people shout about people coming over here and that we don't have enough and everybody's on the take. It's just not the case. This was just a real typical example of somebody um, who just was not like that, but was really, you know, here to work and to make it his home and to rear a family here and to... Uh, be a net contributor to Irish society. Just a thought for you. Uh, with regards to the house fire in Wilton, just tell that poor burnt-out family uh, of their home to say that they're Ukrainian. You see, this is what I mean. This is the other side of the coin. Uh, all this PR stuff from our government, charity begins at home. This is a family of nine now who are living on the grandparents' floor. Um, what we're seeing in this country today shows our government present and past. It highlights the complete lack of approach towards looking after our own people, with people dying on our streets or living in tents. One thing's for sure, it's the end of Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. Uh, you see, the problem now, Neil, is that Irish people are afraid to open their mouths uh, in case they're seen as racist. Not one government member has spoken about Irish people's problems in the last six months. All we're hearing about is the Ukraine war. The Irish government are being paid to fix and help Irish people uh, and they're doing it with taxpayers' money. I can tell you I can't wait for voting day. They'll be long gone. Everyone I speak to is saying the same thing. We have been forgotten by our own government. Uh, if you saw prime time the other night, Michael Flynn, the developer, uh, has offered the government his workforce at cost price to sort out the hundreds of houses and the 90 government-owned buildings suddenly appearing to house refugees. And the government hasn't even got back to him yet. And that, of course, is Michael O'Flynn, the developer, and nobody's got back to take him up on his offer. And one final one, just to make the point that uh, the Ukrainian people are not going to want to go home. I mean, would you, uh, when you can get a free house, better welfare, better health care, better schooling? If I was Ukrainian, I'd stay put in Ireland. What have they got to go home to with Putin running their country? Uh, text 0868 Back to the phone lines we go. Shane, good morning. Good morning. Neil. Fantastic. Thanks for taking the time. I know you're under pressure. Just to update, can you update me on this tractor and trailer load of trucks? I, I was stuck in that traffic jam originally. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I didn't know what the, the cause of it was until I was listening to the show this morning. But I came up Carsill and I'd looked at the photograph uh, of the vehicle that caused the hassle and I couldn't believe what was in front of me but the exact same vehicle being pulled by the same tractor um, but highly highly dangerous it was swaying from left to right and the car behind it was about 100 yards braking just in case it was ridiculous to view I just couldn't believe I was oh so he I wasn't was going he wasn't going back up the country at all was he it's the other no. way he was coming down he was going in through the north bore trying to go south side that, well, that's what it looks like because he, it's not that I was following him, he just was on my route to work, but he took the turn off for Inniskiddy. Ah, He's gone okay. out that road. Okay, so he was going you know? into the tunnel from the Dublin side. Yeah. That's or, what it seems, but the traffic was backed up the other way. Um, it was, which was, uh, which was ridiculous on that particular morning. So how, like, which, which side of the tunnel was he? Because um, I can't, I can't really make it out from this photograph. Yeah, see, this is, I, I, I generally don't know because the traffic, I was going, uh, we say, oh, heading for Dublin uh, on that particular morning and the traffic was backed up to the Kinsale roundabout and the same coming down the, from Cars Hill onto the Bloomfields. It was, I was stuck in it for over an hour. The, the tractor was on its way to ring a skiddy. 
I would think that's what it is bearing based on the fact that he was on the, on carousel this morning and took the turn off for his skin. Okay, so how did he get through the tunnel? I have absolutely no idea. I didn't see him come through the tunnel while I was stuck in traffic anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 unless he was backed out of it and that caused the delays everywhere, maybe. I don't know. Here's a text of interest, right? He says, Neil, the tractor was on its way to ring a skiddy. Those vehicles are for export. There's big money in it. Normally, this is done at night, though. Um, that landscaping van could have been sold a long time ago. It has just arrived at the port now. So that tractor pulling that trailer with the three trucks up on top of it have arrived yeah. at Ringeskiddy Port because they've been sold and they're going for export, apparently. This is what I'm being told. There, well, there you go. Well, look, the fact that he was there this morning and driving and that gardening vehicle was sitting pretty on top of it as well. Um, so in all of that trip, all the way to Ringeskiddy, he was never once pulled by traffic. Cops. No, 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 not that I, and I, I, I was behind him all the way up Carris Hill and all the way down to the Rinskitty roundabout. Did it and look safe to you, that load? Oh, absolutely not. It was swaying left and right. At one stage, I genuinely thought it was going to topple over as it took the first corner as you come down car, down towards the guards of Maxwell before the Kinsale roundabout. Well, I tell you one thing, Boyd, I'd say there was a major tragedy averted no. this morning. Um, actually, Pat is watching it. You can hold on there if you want, Shane, but if you're under pressure, I understand you can bail well, out. I'll have to go, Neil. Cheers, Pat. Uh, Take care. All right, Pat, good morning. Hi, Neil. How are you? Where are you? I'm in Ring of Skiddy, and he made it in America. He's just swinging into the port now, so he's got to be going in to have it exported. He made it, but even turning in, it looked very dodgy. Did it? Was it, it swaying in that going in? Well, it, it kind of, it was, it was like a dip. It was like, it was, it was moving. It was just swaying, no, but it didn't certainly look to be very well balanced. But obviously the girls were happy enough with it because they didn't carry on. And there was no girl to carry it with him. He just, he was on his own. And would, off he went into the port. Would that even get onto a boat or a ship, would it? The height of it? Uh... I suppose it would because you get artists going on to it and you get other things going on. I presume, I presume a water, maybe, maybe that was issue there, but I presume they must have that fight check. Yeah, so, okay, okay. That's interesting, isn't it? They're, that they've been, they've been sold and they're going for export. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it seems to be crazy. Like, and how many end on the road? How many end out are in Ring and So you'd wonder why, why they didn't just go to how many end? Ah, because maybe somebody's bought them to use them overseas. They're probably perfectly good trucks, you know? Uh, no. No? Oh, you've <laughs> seen them. Are, are, are they Are they pretty shook? These things, no, especially the one up on top, the van up on top. I say, no, it's going to be broken up and sold off because to me it's only scrap. All right. Scrap. Okay. Okay. So it's queuing now to get on board. What ship is that? Do you know? I haven't a clue. I was just passing and he was swinging into the into the. Uh, all right. Okay. Okay. We got a lot of people following those trucks this morning. Thanks so much, Pat. Appreciate it. What I'd like to know is if somebody can explain to me that came down the Dublin Road, right? Came through the um, the toll, drove down the hill, went around the roundabout at the Dunkettle roundabout. Correct me if I'm wrong. Where did it go then? It went into the tunnel. What do you think? I mean, well, how did it get into the tunnel? Know, I was looking at the pictures, and it looks like originally the, the tractor actually closed the tunnel going northbound. So it would have gone through Dublin. Mm. I saw pictures from somebody saying it was in Little Island. So it seems to me that it went 
up into Little Island and then came back down to Ring of Skiddy. So I don't know whether... How, how did it, came, it get across the river? That's what I'm wondering. How did it get back across the river? Because it would have triggered the tunnel again. But somebody did say there was uh, there was another accident on southbound, which was then clarified that it was another trigger. So unless he triggered it going northbound and southbound, we'll have to try and see if we can get that information from the TII later on. But You know with the backup, when the, when the tunnel got triggered and the barrier came down, yeah. is, does it come down on both sides of the tunnel? I think it only comes down in the lane that it's triggered on. Now, the idea of it, I think, those barriers is that you get it well in advance so that the barrier comes down and you as a truck driver can go up and over the top of the tunnel yes. and then come back the, down the other side. But at the moment, it just seems to be that the trucks are getting through the tunnel anyway and the whole traffic just seems to be blocked so up. Do so do you believe that that, that truck, uh, that tractor with the truck and the three trucks on top of it got through the tunnel? I, I think it got, it must have got to get through the Little Island in the end. <laughs> I, do, I don't know because the, the, um, the, so yeah, the truck got, we've had texts in, there's texts flying in from people this is like Cork's biggest saga this morning isn't it forget about the, the Ed Sheeran forget about Ed Sheeran it's the tractor and trailer with three tucks up in the back of it that's got everybody talking that's got everybody talking alright uh, keep those texts coming text 0868104106 we'll pick it up after 10 I'm Lana O'Connor Red FM News is first for local national and international news and you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie What's up? This is Ed Sheeran. Oh. The Neil Prendival Show on Ed FM. Is everyone right. here to have a good time? The number one talk show in Cork. Anyway, listen, anybody fancy an Ed Sheeran song maybe at some stage in the next hour? I got a couple up here. You can have a choice yourselves. Either Galway Girl or Shape of You. I'm in love with the shape I am in. <laughs> anyway, listen, uh, text which one? Text 0868104106. Just a couple of updates on different topics. We did a homeless um, uh, report from the streets of Cork uh, earlier in this week uh, with uh, Seamus and somebody uh, on the streets refer- referenced methadone being created by Hitler um, and I uh, got a text on that saying in fairness would you please stop letting this kind of stupid statement broadcast on air by people who don't have a clue um, well in fairness okay they may not have got it 100% right but at least they were had enough cop on to know that Hitler did invent something. Anyway, the texter says they were probably referring to the Nazis' use of metamphetamine to keep soldiers going without food and sleep. But it was not methadone. Big difference. Misinformation like this only causes more confusion in these matters. Well, there you go. Thank you for drawing to my attention because I like to correct things. So we don't engage in misinformation intentionally. So thanks for that. Your topic um, during the week has hit a lot of different nerves for me, says a texter. And I'll read it out. It's just somebody's opinion. I have had a lot of incidents with people in this country regarding the homeless. Firstly, I am a taxpayer and was never on the dole in my life. And to see where my tax is going these days is disheartening me. One day, working in Cork, I had an argument with a parking guy while trying to do my job. Well, then I turned around and I saw two fellas smoking and drinking outside a pub at three o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon and asked myself, what's going on? Then I had a Tinder date with a foreign woman who was given a house here. I asked her on the date if she was working. Her reply, yes, I do have a job. I raise my son. I cook, I clean, I drop him to school, I plan our trips and I work out our budget from what I get to live on. How can a foreign person come here and get everything like that, but the likes of the Irish cannot? 
Thank you for that. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. Thank you. Uh, I replayed a little bit of my, my chat from a few years back with the late Timmy Horahan, who was brutally killed up in the Mardike. Uh, that was very sad listening to Timmy's voice again. I remember that interview you had with him in 2018. Look at that poor man, now dead. Have things got any better? My heart goes out to them. Uh, as that could really be any one of us, says Marie in Clonakilty. It absolutely could, really and truly. There is a very thin line uh, between, you know, everything being fine and then finding yourself homeless and all uh, of the threats and worries and indeed temptations that that can bring. Neil, Timmy was a total gentleman, out and out. I cut his hair many times and he liked to call me his personal hairstylist. Yeah, Timmy was that kind of a guy, very flamboyant. Uh, very, very well-educated, well-read and, you know, very intelligent guy, Timmy. And, of course, a wonderful, wonderful chef. A lot on driving then. Uh, until the driving test is completely scrapped and rethought because it's a joke and the root of the vast majority of driver errors and accidents. How can you say? How can you say that the driving test is actually the root cause of driver error and accidents? Please explain that. Um, As you've been talking about charging vehicles, I was walking through a car park in Middleton recently and nearly dropped with shock when I saw an electric car being charged through an apartment window with an extension lead and a transformer. The extension lead wasn't fully extended, only unraveled to the distance of the ground. That, my friend, is a serious fire hazard, let alone charging a car with it through a transformer, says Jane. I know, I mean, the mind boggles what you see these days. I had an incident about three years ago. I was waiting for the green light next to the opera house to cross from the riverside. And as the green light came on, the car stopped and I started to move. But a bike hit me. Um, I'm only 182 centimetres. What's that in old money, I wonder? Does that make you small? It looked like I hit the woman on the bike as she fell while hitting me. Seems the woman tried to sneak through faster to beat the lights. I helped her to get back on the bike and moved on. If it was a smaller person in the way, it probably would have been a different story. Well, there you go. I mean, it's another example, I suppose, of cyclists who believe that the lights don't apply to them. Can I just stay with this, actually? Because Farouk's a taxi driver who's been in touch uh, from time to time on a lot of matters relating to driving. And I know that e-scooters featured on the program yesterday. Farouk, good morning. Hi Neil, good morning. How First are you of all, you guys must be happy that you're getting a bit of a rise in the in the fare price because um, you haven't had one in like five or six years. Is that good news? It's a good news, and obviously it's, um, it's a big relief for us because it was very expensive to all the time. Put all of a sudden, in. overnight, it went from like one thirty to like nearly two euro a liter. So that was really eating into the fare, wasn't it? And the profit. That was, yeah. Especially like the people like me who have like diesel cars. The diesel prices are insane at the moment. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, so well, well overdue and I hope, it, I hope it eases some of the pain. Anyway, what did you want to say about cyclists and e-scooters? Because we now know that people on e-scooters, there'll be no age limit, which technically means that a child now can be in an e-scooter in a cycle lane. Well, uh, to be honest, like uh, you might remember, I spoke to you before as well about the e-scooters, like a few months ago. And I personally think, like they first, they should have some kind of like lessons, you know, like how to ride e-scooter, the rules, the regulations. They should they, they should be schools to tell them how to how to how to deal with the you know the the traffic and things like that. And then they should have insurance, like. I don't know, like the age, age, 
age does matter. Maybe if if they if they decide, let's say, by over ten, and they should have like insurance also. And then top of that, like they they should have a rule to me, like same as like they should be considered. Let's say if you cross the road without checking anything, there should be penalties for them. Same as our we as a drivers, we do get penalty points. They should have a same thing because yeah, e-scooters that I e-scooters that I yeah, well twenty five to thirty kilometers top speed, and unfortunately, I have seen e-scooters not stopping at red lights because they're in cycle lanes and don't think they apply. Well, the cyclists also do the same thing. Like, if you go to town center and, you know, like, I seen the other day the, 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 the delivery rider, he just hit the car. And obviously now the car driver will be in trouble because he Did you see that happen one. recently, did you? Yeah, like, last, uh, two weeks ago, I think, two weeks ago, he didn't stop at all. He just banged into the car. And you won't believe, like, there was, like, I think so... Two weeks ago, I was coming from Kinsale roundabout to city center. There was an e-scooter night time on the N27. There's no hard shoulder over there. There's nothing at all over there. He had no lights on. I but the, in, but the, the feckin' e-scooter has a light on it. Like, why didn't it turn it on? No, 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 no. They don't have. Unless, like, you know, for example, he was coming from, he was going from Kinsale Road Batch to City Centre and I just crossed him just just before the traffic light uh, on the Body Manor Road. And there's no hard shoulder over there. But wait a second, I was, was the e-scooter on the roundabout? E-scooter. Yeah, he's good. Like on N27, literally, I would hit him if I wouldn't recognize him. Like last minute, I saw him. This is so dangerous. Okay, but they won't be obliged to have any insurance. They won't be obliged to have any tax. They won't be covered by penalty points or fines. Um, And there won't be any age limit on them. I saw a lad who was very, very young on the Douglas Road recently coming from school with his bag on his back up on an e-scooter and he bombing down the cycle lane. I mean, like, I'm not saying that he was doing anything wrong. His parents may have taught him everything he needed to know how to ride an e-scooter, but it, it kind of looked a bit weird to me. Yeah, like, you know, obviously they are on the roads. They, 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 they have to be under some rules, regulations, law or something. Like, I don't know, I think so till today, I'm not sure. I think they are not legal at the moment. They are legal in... In, in uh, Japan and uh, China, but if you see their structure... They're not illegal, they no, they're not illegal. It's a great... Yeah, you see, this in, is why we're talking about it. They're trying to legislate or not for e-scooters or whatever. Yeah, like in China and Japan, like uh, I've seen videos, like they have proper lanes for them. They, they, they just can go over there. But here, they can go anywhere. They'll be in the middle of the road. They, they, they're disturbing the old drivers you know, especially old people, they cannot take over them even. The only and thing it, about it, Farouk, bear in mind now, they are very, very handy for, for people who want to get from A to B quickly to avoid traffic and to cut down on carbon emissions, in fairness. No, I can understand, but it doesn't mean you affect every single person, you know, whoever on the road. So, like, you know, even the government, they should, like, they're, they're doing the cycle lane. Why they, Why don't they put the cycle and e-scooter together? And say like you have to be here. If you break the law, you may have you may be have some consequences. But won't it be know, the case? Something. And it is the case that e-scooters do stay in the cycle lane, though. Now, when they can, most, there's not cycle lanes. Most everywhere. of the time, I never seen them. They, they all the time they on the roads, and they never like. And then top of that, like they have no safety any side at all. And That's you true. Always yeah. will be afraid to even cross them. Like, for instance, if you come up the Grand Parade, right, and you're driving up the Grand Parade, you could go left for Washington Street, or you could go straight on for Patrick Street or the slip road to Castle Street and uh, down the Cold Cave. If you're stopped on those lights there, right, at the junction for going left, 
to uh, Washington Street, but you want to go Washington straight on. Street. You're an e-scooter in traffic, aren't you, with cars in front of you and behind you? Yeah, like literally that that junction, I I would say around three times till today, I was nearly 95% I would hit someone over there. It would, Two times it was a cyclist, uh, the, the delivery cyclist, and the one time there was the e-scooter because they do not stop. Yeah. They think like they're yeah. above the law. Yes. You know, that's, that's, uh, and like overall, I think... But now it could be children on the e-scooters in traffic with cars. That, that's the more worse thing, you know, like they, they don't see anywhere and the kids, you know, it's it's... It's annoying thing. I think they should have some schools, same like a moped. Moped is okay. only 30 kilometers per hour, but you need to have a CBT. I don't know here, either not. But in England, you have to have a CBT. Okay. You have to go through the lesson. I think so. e-scooters should have some lessons. So lessons, lessons, penalty for points, fines, and insurance. insurance. Okay. Yeah, obviously, okay. like, you know, they must have to be That's taxed. what you believe to be the way forward. Okay. Just before I let you go, because I have other calls on this and lots more besides. Today's a big no day. Problem. Tomorrow's another big day. Are you working for the Ed Sheeran gigs? I will be. Okay. Are there traffic restrictions that you're aware of? Is there a big traffic guard and management plan in place? Uh, not at the moment. I mostly do morning, but I will see what comes up. At the moment, I haven't seen anything. Like I work with Texas Co-op, so I'm mostly on in the morning, like 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock. Okay, so you're going to be very busy today then and tonight, I would imagine. It will be very busy, thanks God. Okay, finally. all right, my man. Stay in touch, Farouk. Appreciate you taking the call. Uh, keep texting. Text 0868104106. Um, but uh, who's going to pay for... The- oh, yeah, are you still there, Farouk? Yep. When your meter gets changed now, um, who pays for the recalibration of the meter, somebody's asking me. It costs €92 Euro to reseal it and €60 Euro for a software update. Um, so it's a €150 Euro cost for a $0.60 cent increase, is it? Yeah, but like uh, as far as uh, as I know at the moment, it we have to do it okay. uh, as okay. the taxi drivers. Okay, my man, thank you for that. Appreciate it. I had three solicitors in the car last weekend, Neil, and they were having a conversation about a recent case. They said, in the eyes of a judge, whether it's a bicycle or an e-scooter, if it hits a car, the car will always lose. Very interesting. And that's a text from a taxi driver with three solicitors in the car chatting about it. The car will always lose. Another one, every bike or e-scooter should have public liability insurance. They're damaging cars every day and they're a law unto themselves. Just on that point, Sarah, Sarah, good morning. Good morning. You have street, a street access campaign. Is that you're a coordinator for the National Federation of the Blind in the UK? Is that right? That's absolutely correct. And have you sent me links with pictures of injuries that people have suffered involving e-scooters? Uh, definitely. In Ireland, you know, horrific photos. There's one gentleman that, you know, smashed his face. I have a photograph of a man whose um, upper, just above his left eye, is completely slashed and wide open. And then his lower left cheek and indeed his right cheek are also gashed and scarred as well. How did that happen? Well, again, he came off an e-scooter, <laughs> you know. Um, and this is the problem. Nobody's actually taken it back, Neil, to the actual design of an e-scooter. They're inherently unsafe and unstable. They're like a skateboard with a pogo stick on. No safety are, engineer yeah. would design yeah. anything like that. Yeah. So even if, you know, people talk about training, doing this, that and the other. But, you know, there's been research in, in the UK and it shows the majority of people are getting injured simply falling off them because they're unstable and unsafe. But if they're idiotic enough not to have a helmet on them, surely that's their own fault. Well, the... (laughs) 
the problem is the rate of injury is it's off the scale, Neil. In Bristol, they allowed the rental e-scooters. You know where you can rent them? Uh, yeah. Over over lockdown and stuff. And they had a specific study into the hospital because the hospital was saying, hold on, we're getting all these injuries from e-scooters. So they had illegal e-scooters like private use and legal ones. Right. And in 28 days, they had 90 serious injuries. Three were traumatic brain injuries, right, and 20% were head injuries. The rest were like complex fractures or did, fractures. Did they, what, now, I mean, what is the case? Do they hit cars? Do they crash into bikes? Do they fall off? Do they clip the off majority pavements? Of those, the majority of that actually just fell off because, again, they're just unstable. I mean, look at the design. You look a big bloke standing on that. I mean, it, you don't have to have a degree in physics, you know. You just bang your head in front of you. Oh, no, I've been on e-scooters, and I can tell you on Cork roads, they're not the safest because the surfaces exactly. the surfaces are shocking. And the, and the other thing is, you know, so, A, you're never going to get rid of potholes. You're no. not going to get rid of curbs because blind people need curbs to keep them safe and out of the road. You're not going to get pebbles or, or debris that's left on, on the roads off them. So they're really unsafe, and they're not like a bicycle. You know, people ride bicycles with their hands in the rear, you know, going no-handed. Yeah. You cannot do that on an e-scooter. No. It doesn't self But nobody does that. They're not that stupid. No, but and, but this is the thing, is that they, they're just not safe, and... If you do hit a car, well, if a car hits you, you're totally not protected. But if you hit a stationary car or a car, the force, your head goes forward. And that's the window screen or the, the glass or whatever. You, you're not, they're not safe machines. And what, I was flabbergasted when they said, we're not going to put an age limit in Ireland. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not being disrespectful, uh, you know, to, to, uh, to the, the, the president or the prime minister. You know, I'm not. I don't know what... The it's, the min- it's the Green Minister, actually, the uh, Green Eamon Minister, Ryan. That's, that's the man the, behind the, this. Yeah. Right, that's it. But the he's Green mad Minister. keen for e-scooters because they're very, very kind to the environment and climate. Well, are, are they? There's lots of other stuff. They're not robust machines. They don't last that long. And the other thing is, there is, I've been watching it with Dublin Fire Brigade, the, the fires are happening because people's e-scooters are going up in smoke in people's houses and stuff. Yeah, I had a guy so, on the air recently, although it was his electric bike, actually, and his horse, his, har- his yeah. horse, his house got torched. Now, there but was a... There was Neil, a yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is like, we know, like, in Liverpool, older people are too frightened to walk the streets, you know, as it's getting darker now because of the e-scooters. They're driven off the pavements into taxis. And if we can't protect those places where pedestrians walk... You know, that cannot be green. They're, they're barking up the wrong tree here and not not to put an age limit on it. And, and actually admitting, if they can't even enforce that, they are not going to enforce any other behaviour. And would you tell and me, has anyone has anyone died off an e-scooter? I've seen oh, all gosh, of the... yeah. Okay, See, Wh- where? I mean, it was like a, a bloodbath in Britain last year. You know, there were none of the... There was um, none of the legal e-scooters. Nobody died riding one. There was somebody that um, passed away after trying to move one. He broke his hip. The coroner said it wasn't to do with the e-scooter, but he, he had to move it and he broke his hip and he died 12 days later. Ah, yeah, but anybody but, involved in an accident where they died off an e-scooter? Yeah, the, legal, the illegal ones, I think there was 11 last year and two already this year. And they just come one after the other after the other in Britain. When and you it, say again, illegal it, and legal, is it legal in the UK to, at any age jump up on an e-scooter and head off? No, you have to be, I think, at least 18. I think some trials might be 16. For the legal ones, you have to be over 18 and have a, a provisional driving licence. The private use ones are totally illegal. T- private but, use is one that you have and bought and keep at home yourself? That's it, yeah. Illi- you'll yeah. be pulled in the UK with one of them, will you? 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, and, here, and here, you, here you, you won't, and you can be of any age up on them. But it's reckless. You're playing with people's lives. You're playing with people's futures. Just last week, there were three... Well, in the past week, there's three people now seriously ill in hospital with their head injuries because they fell off them, you know? And there was other incidents as well when one went up for a fire and I found other stuff on social media where people um, have been knocked over by them. So there's a, and there's a hidden problem of the injury rate because what I said to you about the 90 injuries in Bristol over 28 days when the Department of Transport statistics came out for Avon and Somerset Police that police the whole area... They only recorded 21 over six months okay. in the set from January to, to June. I'd love so to get a stat actually for our own accident and emergency admissions, whether they break it down by, by injury and well, see if there's any injury related e scooter accidents ask, in Cork. Ask Neil, because the ones I found yeah. on social media from sort of Dublin area or in, in Ireland, that they're happening, there is, you know, they are happening, but the, even though we've had these trials in the UK, the majority of hospitals do not have a code for e-scooter, either rental or private or illegal. It's not there. So when you're looking at all the trial data in the UK, well, actually, who has actually been monitoring them? Yeah. It's not there. The, yeah. the police haven't got a handle of what's been happening. Yeah, it's, uh, so, th- yeah. this guy, one fellow here says, this man, a Dublin-based man, was in an accident while driving his e-scooter. He said, I had an accident on my e-scooter. They are not toys. I was going fast and I turned onto the road. It was bad weather and there were leaves on the ground. There was also gravel and the road was in a shocking condition. I had a fall and fractured my face. I've had to have four plates put on my face to bring my bones back together. I'm on a liquid diet as my mouth is closed to keep my jaw and bite in line until I fully recover. Um, Remember, those who are going to get their kids e-scooters, be careful and get them some form of protection. It It will prevent a very bad accident. And I was lucky. Now, his accident didn't involve anybody else except himself course but but this is, and when you're talking about protection neil the helmets you know if they go over i think it's over 12.5 miles an hour you've got to have a full face helmet on that protects your chin because it's your chin and your head that hit the ground first now do you think that's really going to happen that minister for green and i'm a big environmentalist that's my profession you know, I've, I've morphed into accessibility. Yeah, but cut down petrol, cut down fossil fuels, cut down diesel, um, plug everything yeah, but in. You, but the, this, this actual human impact, individual impact when you get injured is shocking. It's life-changing. It's shattering lives. So to, the fact is they don't even want to put any regulation on it. And where does that leave blind and visually impaired people when you can't keep them off the pavement? Where does that yeah, leave for blind and, and visually impaired people where you also can't hear them. But, but this is it, Neil. You know, even the talking about putting a sound on them in the UK, and to be honest, they should have been a sound right from the start. But the thing is, because you cannot keep them off the pavements, can you imagine a, an eight and um, all these young kids, well, anybody, all riding them on the road, they're not going to feel safe. They're, so they're going to go on, on the pavement. Yeah, okay. They're going to okay. go, and the, okay. the difference with these machines is they can infiltrate every single part of the pedestrian environment you know, even where cars can't get, okay. you know. Okay, And okay. that is terrifying, Neil. And, you know, people say, we will work with these, we'll do this, that and the other. But the brutal reality is your minister has already said, we're not going to even force 
um, an age limit. No age limit, no. Now, there is it's an age stopping. limit in Italy. It's 18, it's 16 in Portugal, it's 14 so in Germany, it's 12 in France. There's no in, age in, limit in Spain, Finland, Hungary, Norway, Poland, Sweden, Belgium, all of those. But there are but, in the ones that I mentioned. Yeah. But in, in Spain, they have to have helmets now. In Italy... Okay. Um, I can't remember exactly where it came in, but in, in last year, in one of the areas, because I think a 16-year-old child had been killed, they'd said, right, we have to have helmets. And right. it's 18 or older for Italy, as an example. But I did read in the UK Times that at present, and you're right, only e-scooters rented through an approved scheme are legal to use in the UK, and they must not exceed 15 miles per hour. That's probably in and around 20, what, 21, 22, what? 23 kilometres? And what you I'm must be 16 is, years of age or older. To, and you must yeah. hold a provisional driving license. So you've got a lot of legislation. We have nothing. But, but that driving license is not... Honestly, I have got film after film after film showing people accessing those rented e-scooters and handing to their mate. And, they, you uh-huh. know, I was in Birmingham once and there was a very... There was um, a young man and there was lots of girls and he tried to impress them and he, he let this total random stranger girl just get on and whiz up and down the street on it. Now, nothing happened. Okay. But the fact is, it could have happened. And this, this stating they've got a driving licence, it's so easily... Um, you, can, you don't have to have one. You just can get a mate to give you one. Yeah, and you're right too. The article in the Times said people with sight loss... Um, It's a big issue for them uh, because they make no sound and can rarely be heard on busy roads. Mind you, you'd say the same about electric bikes, really, and they bomb along at a fair old pace. But they're on the pavement, Neil. This is the trouble. And they jump up and off control crossings to beat the traffic lights. And they don't have a level of understanding. They think, especially children, because they're not not mature enough to understand, is that if you ride at somebody with an e-scooter... They're not going to jump out of the way if they can't see. And if an e-scooter hits a a car, of course, it's the car is in the wrong, isn't it? Well, I'm not. I'm not a a legal thing, but (laughs) I'm not. um, There's a hierarchy now in the UK that says the pedestrian is is the 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 king and queen. Yeah. You know. Then you get the cyclists. Then you get the other forms of of cars and lorries and stuff. But But the but but the the car is always the one carrying the can, isn't it? Because that's where the insurance is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I can't really. All I know is that members that we represent, blind and visually impaired people, cannot jump out of the way. And I've got films showing these people riding at a pedestrian, waiting at a control crossing, riding at them, and they're moving. But ours can't. And this is where the danger and the, the incidents and insane. the injuries yeah, start happening. It's insane. And then you've caught, you've, you're putting these lethal weapons in the hands of these young children. That, and it's not their fault because the, the state is there to protect people. You know, and children are, are children. They haven't got the maturity to... And also, what happens when they face paint on the pavements, when, when little Jimmy has suddenly got, like, a head injury for the rest of his life, you know? True. What about their life outcomes yeah. when they should be able to walk? This issue about climate change and decarbonisation and stuff, well, it's public transport good access to public transport that will decarbonise transport systems. I know, but there's nothing better than being able to jump up on your bike or whatever it is and just cycle into town or do whatever you need to do and you don't have to pay parking charges and you're not caught in traffic and you just can move around much more efficiently. And and then you're waking up in in hospital seriously injured. Quite a big incident of that. So you know what? Actually, they should be looking at the public transport and making okay. it good, okay. clean and green and, and wanting people to jump on it, you know. And 
this isn't the way forward, but it just shows you how reckless and, and misinformed and not understood that minister is. Okay. I mean, no. I would like to have a conversation with him, to be honest, and just provide the evidence, copious evidence of the injuries, the heartache and the, the sheer terror pedestrians are now facing on, on the streets of Britain. Well, let me just leave you on this paragraph, because this is where I started earlier in the week. The Minister for Transport, Eamon Ryan, has decided not to set an age limit on using e-scooters on public roads. The road safety bill will treat e-scooters as the equivalent to bicycles with no age limit, no road tax, no insurance required to use them. Free for all, if you like, for anybody of any age. He should step down because he's not looking at the evidence. There's copious amount of evidence. These are not like bikes. Yeah, interestingly, a texter, says, a texter says the same as you. Unfortunately, the e-scooter laws, Neil, will probably be revisited when fatalities arrive because that will happen with kids operating them. It is reckless to pass such a law. There was a 14-year-old child got killed. That did involve a, 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 a vehicle in the UK, right? There's other people that have been killed that, that didn't involve vehicles. And okay. stuff. These are not like bikes. The evidence is there in many countries to show the injury rate well exceeds those of bicycles. Thank you. And it is, it's foolish and reckless of him, and he needs to change his policy pretty quickly. Thank you, Sarah. Much obliged Thank to you. you. Do stay in touch. We have an open-door policy here. Um, uh, there's more calls than this, which I'll come to in a few minutes' time. But if you're a parent, what are your thoughts? If you've, I mean, the average age, apparently, the people who are presenting in Irish hospitals, or at least the one hospital I came across, uh, which was a Dublin hospital, is 38 years old. This is for Connolly Hospital, where they said the only data is for a period between October 2019 and November of 2019. 20, where they had 22 patients with e-scooter-related injuries identified, and of those, the average age was 38 of uh, the person up on the scooter. Uh, they weren't wearing helmets, incidentally, the vast majority of them. So if, as a parent, I suppose, wouldn't you be very worried about your children, particularly on an e-scooter, which is a powered vehicle at a very young age in moving traffic? So your thoughts on that, please. Text 0868104106. Arthur, good morning. Hi, good morning, Neil. Do you have no issue with them at all, is it? Uh, yeah, to be honest, you know, uh, unlike the previous caller, I think that they're very similar to bikes. And if you're going to make any legislation, you have to group them all together. Because how are they similar to a bike? More, like the, as, as, because uh, how many, just to give you an example, right? Look at all these like delivery drivers and everything like that. How many of them are driving around like standard bikes, you know? Most of them have e-bikes. These bikes are able to go much faster than your standard bike, you know? They can zip and zoom through traffic, do whatever they want. And, you know, sometimes the actions of these people, because this is their work, they want to go from their destination A to B quickly, you know, keep the food warm, everything, I understand. But they're very reckless, you know? And I have a bigger problem with people actually doing, like, the delivery on the bikes, um, more than I have a problem Yeah, with you know, scooters, as a motorist, don't you kind of drive around as a motorist now when you see people driving, um, you say you mentioned Deliveroo, for instance. Don't you go around as a driver thinking all of the time, I need to be careful because he's probably a nutter on a bike. Oh, uh, you, You're, you're thinking about what he's going to do you next. You can't single anybody out because you have to look at it even with cars on the road. You know, you see some people, they're kind of, they're driving a little bit weird. You know, they might be... You know, stopping a little bit too early before the lights. Not so, yeah, you know, yeah, but not so much as you know, like, not so much as the fellas on the bikes that are going through red lights. Oh and, yeah, you know. of course, of course. You know, and what blows me away is some of them will stop at a red light as soon as the pedestrian crossing goes green, then they go ahead. You know, and I'm like, what? Why are you following two different sets of rules? Yeah, you know, are you yeah. a pedestrian or are you a vehicle? You yeah, know, neither. It's like stick to what you're doing, and to be honest. 
I had only one incident ever in the city center with. Uh, okay, tell me about the tell me anybody. about the woman on the scooter. What happened? So it was just I was coming up onto South Mall. I don't know the name of that road where the Bank of Ireland is. That bridge, you know, and you're uh, coming on. You were coming up where? I'll tell you. Uh, to South Mall, where Bank of Ireland is on the right hand side. I was yeah. turning left to go towards um, Patrick Street kind of way. Princess Street. So maybe. Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. Next. Yeah. Uh, uh, Electric, I think, is the bar next to there. But anyway, yeah, I was yeah. on the corner of that location, and traffic was a bit slow, or kind of bumper to bumper, and I'm kind of stuck right on the bend, you know? So I'm sitting there, and I see a woman approaching on her e-scooter. She's in the bike lane, you know? Like, I thought really nothing of it, because, you know, she's in her lane. She would clearly see me kind of in the middle of the intersection. She should stop. It's a red light for her. But um, what I figured out afterwards was that she saw the green light for the traffic, but not the green light for the cycles and, like, scooters and stuff, you know? So she assumed that was her green light, although I was sitting in the middle of the intersection waiting to traffic to go, you know? The light was green for me still, regardless. And, uh, you know, just at the very last minute, I don't know what she was thinking, but uh, she just stomped on the brakes about two, three feet away from my car and, you know, that obviously coming to a stop from a speed that she was going, maybe, I don't know, 12, 15 kilometers per hour or something like that, still enough to kind of make her lose balance and then just, she was only inches away from my car by the time she started falling, you know, and luckily there wasn't much damage, there's a decent sized scratch on the bottom. But she did, it says in the text, she smashed into your car. Yeah, yeah, she's full whack. I had um, uh, my friend in the car at the time as a witness, you know, and like the two of us were sitting there blown away. We're like, did that really just happen? You know, like, okay, what happened really next though? So she stop? crashes into your car, comes off the and e-scooter. the first thing I do is I get out of the car and I check to make sure she's okay. You know, she's very quick to get back up on her feet and like, she's kind of inching away, you know, kind of indicating that she's in a rush to go somewhere. Or she doesn't want to stick around, you know, maybe over the fear of, you know, there was actually damage on the car and she didn't want to pay for it or something. I don't know. You know, so I said it to her. I was like, oh, I'm just going to have a quick look at the car. The car was a bit dirty. It's a white car, you know, so, um, I couldn't really see anything at the time on it until I actually washed it later that day. And then I saw the big scratch and I was like, gosh, sure. You know, things happened. Um, then afterwards, like I was talking to her, I was like, listen, are you sure you're okay? Everything. There was a, an ambulance, like three cars behind me in the traffic. And I was like, listen, we can go over to the ambulance. You know, I was like, they can make sure you're okay and everything because it was a fairly severe fall, you know, she yeah. was wearing a helmet and everything like yeah. that, but it was a bit scary, the, the speed and the force that she came at me, you know, and yeah. I, was, I was just kind of blown away. So I got out of the car and I did everything that I assumed I should have done. You know, I made sure she was okay. I, briefly checked for damage. I confirmed with her. I was like, listen, are you okay? You know, like everything's fine. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay. I was like, I'm just going to look at the car and make sure there's no damage. She's like, oh, the car's fine. The car's fine. You know? And then very quick to get away. I was like, are you sure? Look, there's an ambulance right there. Do you not want to, you know, maybe have you to think she just wanted to get away because she didn't want to be responsible for damage of to your car. Yeah. Of course. You know? And then like, but you, uh, you have car, to pay for the damage to your car now. Of course. Of course. You know, and that's like a that's a head wreck, really, isn't it? Yeah, 
of course it is, you know, but like, I mean, what's the difference in a sense? Like I'm not really too bothered over it because it's the same thing nearly as going into a car park. It's a bit busy and somebody opening their door into your door and leaving a ding. There is a, there is a lane for bikes on the mall, right? It's on the right hand side as you drive down the mall and it is lethally dangerous because it intersects, um, side roads, right? Yeah. That's so right. so like a motorist a motorist who doesn't know that they're actually literally going to drive across a two-line bicycle lane yeah. will drive through it and will crash into a cyclist or an e-bike. Oh, but like, sure, when I drove through it, the light was green for me. It was very obviously green because for me. Because the bikes won't know. stop. They just won't. And e-scooters well, won't stop. They'll just barrel right down there from one end of the mall to the other. Yeah, and like, I understand in a point, you know, some people, they're like, okay, I have a bit of extra mobility or agility on this. I might not need to slow down. But in the case of this woman that hit me, you know, it was fairly obvious that she had no intention of stopping until it was too late, you know? And Yeah, no, I've she, been, listen, I've been waiting to talk to somebody who was involved in an accident because of those lanes. And here I am talking to, I'm constantly warning people of the change on the mall that somebody's yeah. going to get killed there. Because traffic like, will move out across the lanes um, and whoever is in the right or whoever is in the wrong and there's going to be a fatality there. Yeah, you know, and like whether it's a cyclist or somebody on an e-scooter, I don't know, I guess we're going to have to see. I well, guess it won't be the driver of the car anyway, you know? that's for sure. It won't be the driver yeah, of the car. Like, okay. It's just, it just blows me away that like, I don't know, everybody seems to be kind of saying that like e-scooters are the worst. They're the enemy, you know? I see kids on e-scooters going to school in the mornings, you know? They have the smaller e-scooters, the ones that can't go so fast and everything like that. And they're perfectly safe and fine how they're going on, you know? I would not, if I had a child right now and he was a 10, 12 years old, you know, at that age, I was on my bike, I was skateboarding, I was doing so many active activities that like, you know, I wasn't afraid of falling, bruising my knee or hurting myself. And if I was doing something a little bit more dangerous, I put on the proper protection. These kids going to school in the morning, don't pick on them. You know, some of them, obviously, they might need to be educated a bit on rules of the road, things how you should act, you know, like make sure you're not going through a uh, crosswalk when you're not supposed to look both ways, you know, all this extra stuff because some of them, they won't learn until it's too late. You I know, know but um, it's uh, like, it's, uh, you know, earlier I was talking with uh, others who did, one person described it as a skateboard with a stick on it, you know, they are fairly, yeah. they're fairly flimsy. Listen, you might have a talk to Chris, Michael and Veronica, but I appreciate your call. Thank you so much. Take care. No problem. Veronica, no, good morning, because I know you're under pressure. Veronica, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I have to go into work. <laughs> yeah, no, look, um, I know there's no legal age to scooters in Belgium. Um, I'm moving back there because I am originally from there. Um, but they do have rules of engagement. Like, they're not allowed on the footpath, on the curb. They are to use a cycle lane. Ireland doesn't have that facility to let them on the cycling lanes. There are no cycling lanes. I mean, cycling lanes, e- that, there's cycling lanes everywhere. They're like as if they're breeding amongst <laughs> themselves. I've never seen so. Well, you know. they are and they aren't. I mean, a cycling lane in Belgium is a, a really good pathway. There is no breakage on the road. There's no potholes. The cycling lanes here aren't always that good, you know? Yeah, well, um, you know, welcome, welcome to Irish roads and footpaths, <laughs> I suppose, you know? But I maybe, know, maybe I you know. guys in Belgium are a lot more compliant, you know? Well, look, we kind of have to. We have... Um, we have the like we have the option of having a, a motorcycle at 16, but it can only go up to 25 kilometers an hour. 
you can't have a driver's license for a car until you're 18. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So somebody here said by text, it wouldn't matter if they put an age limit because uh, whether they did or not, because nobody in Ireland would actually follow the rule and nobody would enforce it. Nobody enforces yeah, the, the rules thing. of the roads anyway in the real but world. That's the thing. I've seen cyclists where there are perfectly fine cycling lanes and they're not driving on it. They're dangerously curving between cars. I mean, if you can't even enforce that, then people say, oh, but it's not obligated to drive on the cycling lanes. I mean, how are you going to do anything about the scooters? They're freaking dangerous, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll let you get on. Go on into work. Thanks for the call. Michael, good morning. Sorry, there you go. No, actually, it's not there. I'll try Chris on line four. Chris, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Thanks for holding. Just ahead of the break, your points and comments, please. Uh, I was walking through Patrick Street yesterday around one o'clock and a lot of people out for lunch, etc., and this guy zoomed past me on this e-bike, um, um, this large frame bike with, 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 with fairly wide tires. And I could hear the engine coming behind me. And I looked left and he zoomed past me. And he proceeded going right, left up through the crowds uh, on Patrick Street. And lo and behold, there was a young woman with a buggy and a young child hanging to the side of the buggy. And he stepped out, obviously because he had the noise. And your man only missed him by millimeters. Yeah. Like this thing was moving and he was up on the footpath. So I really don't know who's who's the crazy person. The guy on, the, on this bike, Eamon Ryan, or the Garda Commissioner, because this has to stop it. Somebody's going to get killed. Now, the bike that you describe, actually, they are e-bikes with the big wide tyres, but they seem to be self-propelled, yeah. don't they? I mean, my e-bike, you have to pedal it. If you don't pedal it, it will stop. But the ones you're describing, they seem to have independent power, don't they? Yeah, this guy wasn't pedaling. This guy was motoring. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like that's like just one step away from a motorbike on a footpath, really, isn't it? Well, it is. It is a glorified motorbike because it's on a heavy frame with heavy tires with an engine. So it's a motorbike. So, and that, was that a delivery that. driver? Do you think? Uh, well, he was going so fast. I don't know what he has. Um, except he didn't have a brain, you know. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That poor child, really small little child like that. If you've been in contact with that bike, well, the mother, the mother was hysterical, and everyone was looking. And this guy just kept on ignoring you know, the whole facts, you know. She was hysterical, is that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she got, she got quite hysterical, and then um, and she called the names, you know. Um, obviously you couldn't hear because it was too, too fast. I know, I know. Listen, before I let you go, I was in Formoy on Sunday. It's looking good, man. The sun was shining. There was a great buzz around. It was years since I was in the town of Formoy. You should have given me a shout. I would take you on the river trip. Well, I, 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 would if I, I would have if I thought, on. but if I, had, you know, if I, if I planned things better. And maybe next, I was down, I was down, with, I was down in, 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 in Cafe Ed. Have you ever had lunch there? Uh, my friend got the cafe and I hadn't had the right time yet, unfortunately. You need but to yeah, get in there. You need to get in there. Whether yeah, you want yeah, whether I, you want I, a I, starter I, or a main yeah, course, yeah. they've got the most fantastic desserts in there. The biggest, tastiest yeah. looking meringue pies I've ever seen. Totally <laughs> good. Totally good. Uh, sadly, though, what we need down here um, is the way to be repaired and rebuilt. Is the way to be repaired and rebuilt? I drove yeah. out to Blackwater, actually. Up, 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 up water, you know? Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Gorgeous. Um, hopefully now they'll get stopped on the way pretty soon and um, you can come back down and we'll take you on the tour up to Castle Hyde and back. I'd love it up to Castle Hyde and back. We call and, in for afternoon and, tea, and then, will we? Then you'll see some, then you'll see some uh, natural history and some fantastic environments. When do you want to do that? In the summer sometime? Yeah, please. But uh, I was delighted. The way to get a few days of rain and um, then a bit of sunshine and then you have to... 
you have to hop on the bandwagon and the Manchester. All right, and, uh, you see something fantastic. All right, keep me in mind, right. Chris. I'm there for you. I'm there, right, right front and centre. The Green Party is dangerous as the left or far right, having free speech on Twitter. E-scooters are basically a small version of an e-car. More power, etc. Cyclists have zero respect for roads or footpaths anyway. E-scooters are even worse. Giving no age limit is just irresponsible. So they're saying it's okay to drive a small electric power scooter on footpaths, dodging through citizens. Good on you, Eamon Ryan. Stick to eating your cabbage from your windowsills and concentrate on how to stop cattle from farting, will you? While still thinking up a plan to hurt farmers even more while keeping food on the table. Uh, Scooters aren't dangerous. It's the idiots who are using them on footpaths, knocking people over who are dangerous. By text to 0868104106. Stop thinking out loud and call Neil Prendival now on 0818104106. Cork's Ed FM. Yes, indeedy. With regards to e-scooters, they are dangerous. I've seen a group of three children barely able to reach the handlebars, drive off a footpath onto a busy road and subsequently nearly fall off in front of cars. They also got hit by one with an adult driving it on a footpath. Yeah, you know, haven't you got enough to be going on with now driving your car? without having to watch out for everybody else and wondering what are they going to do next. They're not dangerous if they're treated properly. It should be law to wear a helmet and a high-vis vest and the lights on the e-scooter should be of better standard. Uh, Users need to obey the rules of the road. Accidents involving cars and e-scooters cannot always be the car driver's fault. No, but I imagine it would be fair to say it will always be traced back to whoever has the insurance and that's always the car driver. Sorry, state of affairs, when a kid gets killed as has happened, they'll be held to pay and more than likely a court case against the government then. If you, if one hits you or your car, who pays? They're not insured. Uh, there have been several near misses with them riding on the pavement here and there on the main roads. So next it'll be changing the law to facilitate for them even more. They're too dangerous. They don't care, certainly about the elderly or people with disabilities. I hate them. They're dangerous and a lot of people don't adhere to the rules of the road. It makes me so angry. Yes, they can be dangerous in the hands of children and young adults. The amount of times I almost hit someone because of them, they just come right out in front of me. Uh, another one, yet another vehicle being operated by children where they won't be held financially responsible for any damage they cause to anyone while on it. And that's just a, a selection. Um, other people then talking about uh, scramblers, really? What about scramblers? Some joke till a small child gets hit by one and killed. Um, I was on my way out of my place of work up in Mayfield. There, was, there were teenagers on scramblers going up and down the public roads. Kids were vacating my work premises at the time too. It's a sports centre, so children were going in and out, but they had no regard for any child or adult. They were flying up and down the road, and a squad car just drove by. My co-worker flagged them down and asked them would they do something about the scrambler, and the guard's response was that they couldn't risk chasing them or trying to stop them in case they crash in case they crashed their scramblers they asked if we knew the names so they would directly call to the house instead we didn't so the guard said sorry and drove off it's so frustrating that ones disregarding the law are allowed to do so but if i had no tax i'd be fined or no insurance or no nct you can read my comment, but please don't mention my name. Thank you for that. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106, and we'll pick it up after 11. Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from 4 for Dave Max Drive, where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features, and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from 4. Dave Max Drive. <laughs>
little bit of Ed, Ed Sheeran's spice for you of a Thursday morning ahead of the first gig. Hold on there, Matt. I'll talk to you in two seconds. Fair play to Ken Cash, taxi driver who's in regular contact with this program. I always uh, am obliged to taxi drivers because they know exactly what's happening in the city and the suburbs. They know everything. After reading the Garda traffic management plan, Neil, um, listen, you need to pass this on to your listeners. He says, if you get in a taxi to the venue, as in Porky Cueve, be aware that the taxi drop-off zones are by Goldberg's Pub on Victoria Road, and that's two kilometres from the venue, or by Parky Ring on the Boring Manor Road, again, two kilometres from the venue. These are taxi drop-off zones. Taxis are not allowed to use the Centre Park Road or the Monon Road to drop off punters, except for wheelchair taxis, uh, and only if the customer is a disabled concert ticket holder. Fair play, Ken. Thank you for that. He goes on to say, Bus Aaron will provide a shuttle bus service with a five-minute frequency from three o'clock today to eight o'clock this evening and tomorrow. And that shuttle will go from Connolly Hall on Laps Quay, just beside Parnell Place, where the parking ride usually is. And this shuttle service is what he recommends. Ken recommends use the shuttle. It'll bring you along the Centre Park Road and drop you off where the marquee gigs are, right? So you're 100 metres from the venue then, not two kilometres in a taxi. Getting home is another story because that shuttle bus is does not come back. It's a one-way. It doesn't have a return leg. So that would be 202 buses will run beside the venue bar on the Black Rock Road into town. Uh, and that's the way it's going to be. So thank you for that, Ken. He also says, um, wear flat shoes because you'll be walking back into town. Probably wear flat shoes. And I heard them at breakfast this morning talking about this. And Laura was spot on. She said, the nights get colder. So it's a night gig. Bear that in mind. So you want to make sure that you're wrapped up a couple of layers uh, or at least a good coat. Keep yourself warm or a jacket. All right, and enjoy. Meanwhile, Matt, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for holding. I appreciate your patience. You had an accident with the delivery driver. What was that about? I did uh, on the spot that you were looking for as well, on the South Mall. Deadly. And those two cycle lanes you were talking about. Were you coming out there by the side of RTE onto the Mall, is it? Or what? Uh, I was coming out the side of the last building. Uh, I know what the last building I is. Know it. You know, yeah, I know it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And of course, you as, and a, as a car would be crossing two cycle lanes there, yeah? Cr- crossing two cycle lanes, yeah. What happened? And I, Well, I seen nothing coming at the time. And as I say, when I crossed the two lanes, then you have to stop because uh, to make sure there's nothing coming from the left-hand side with the cars and the traffic itself and so well. So I was just starting to take off then, and I heard the clatter, and I didn't know what it was. And I was going out onto the road, and whatever, I looked back in the mirror, and I see a fell on the ground. He was after cycling to the, the side, the back of the car, and he went over the boot of us. Oh, God almighty, that's so, terrible. I, I went back over, and of course, kind of, the first thing he done is, what way you're going? And he went straight for his bag to start checking that his food was okay. But uh, and I had a quick look at the car, and I said, jeez, I don't see anything on the car. But to, to lie into the other side of the car, he actually hit one side and went over the boot. But, uh, was it? No, okay, I, well, I mean, I know, we'll talk about him in a second. Was there damage to your car? Oh, there is. There's a nasty little gash kind of on the top edge of the quarter pan by the boot. And there's a few tear marks across, light tear marks across the boot door itself. And was he hurt? Uh, he didn't seem to be too much at the time. He seemed to be more worried about his bike and his food. 
Well, the misfortune, that's his, that's his livelihood, I suppose. He's trying to get the food to wherever it is and he's being paid to do it. And if anything happens to it, he'll be held responsible for it. Um, well, if I was starving, I wouldn't have been as worried about my food. I said, I'd have been a bit, a bit more worried about what happened. Um, who was in the wrong, would you say, Matt? Uh, I, I reckon he was because I was actually stopped. And I, I didn't, I didn't, I see nothing coming. Like, if I'd kind of stopped and I heard the thump, you would have said, oh, shit. Yeah. And they certainly move, they clip along at a fair pace, don't they? Well, yeah, and as when I was stopped and actually waiting for the guards to come, I was waiting for probably about half an hour or so. Because I, I was just kind of observing it, and there was a few people up and down, and there was one or two of them going along with their bikes and no hands. <laughs> there's just kind of phone in hand, and they traveling along. Oh no, it's mad. When I saw that design first, when I ended up driving out of there onto the mall, I got an awful shock because I realized, oh my God, I am literally driving completely blind across two cycle lanes. This is an insane design. Would you agree with that? Well, it is an insane design, but you're not coming out onto blind because you have a big footpath before you kind of come onto them, so you actually have the space to see them. Mm, yeah, no, I'm kind of looking for I'm kind of looking for yeah. pedestrians, though. I'm not the first time I yeah. did it. The first time I did it, I had no idea that I was literally potentially going to hit bikes or e-scooters or electric bikes or what. I was just thinking, was there a pedestrian left or right? Nah, drove out, bang! I'm going to hit that, somebody. Well, I suppose. That might have been me in the way, but I was still watching because I knew there was a cycle in there because I was after cycling myself, probably. Well, you were forewarned. I'm imagining an awful lot of people are using the roads there, those side streets, and they're not aware of what they're going to drive out. And someone here, like that's two different crashes now in the space of 15 minutes on those cycle lanes alone. Yeah. And All the right. thing is, I was actually stopped, so like I said, he was either looking at his phone or not watching where he was going. Well, okay. okay. The car as yeah. I was going to take care of, because the bad design of I think, is you actually have to stop with the back of the car on the cycle lane to watch for the traffic coming. Before you merge into oncoming traffic before, alone, yeah. yeah. I know, I know, so. I know, I know. All right, thanks, Matt, appreciate it. Thanks for holding on there. Uh, is it Neil, is it Niall, is it Cornelius? Which is it? <laughs> it's Niall. N-I-A-L-L? Yep. Okay. So, yeah. We're, so, you have an issue then with uh, documentation regarding your name, is it? Yeah, my, my PPS number says Cornelius, but I've used Nile all my life. I'm 58 years of age. I, my driving license is Nile. My passport is Nile. All my bills are Nile. But when I was in to renew the license this time, the PPS number, well, I think it was a required free land at the farm. They, they said that that's Cornelius. So, well, they said inside there, that was no problem. But then after two months, when there was no snort, nothing coming back. I asked him, I rang up, well, because your name is Cornelius on the PPS number, we can't give you the, the license, isn't I? know, as I see, I'm 50 and I've had nine all my life, so yeah, I'll come yeah. and just suddenly can't give it now. You this know? is to renew your driving license, right? Yeah. You were christened Cornelius. I was. Yeah. I was baptized Cornelius, unfortunately. And, well, it, uh, it's, it's okay. Why do you say unfortunately? Well, that was a. a, a a slip up, I think. I mean, I've no, I've no problem with the name Cornelius. What did your mammy want you to be? Well, <laughs> it's a fun, my my grandfather was Cornelius, but it was when I graduated college when they called me out as Cornelius Anthony. My father says oh, I never knew his name was Cornelius Anthony, and I was almost forty years old at that stage. <laughs> <laughs> but did you like what's on your birth cert? Cornelius. Well, that's because your mammy and daddy decided to call you Cornelius, right? Yep. 
Yeah, that's that's it. But uh, so, how okay, can your dad but, tell but, you when you're a forty year old man? I never knew you were Cornelius. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually my sister down there on the back of the hall, and he was laughing. He said, "I never knew it." So, <laughs> what, what can I do? <laughs> for the record, for the record. Um, it's Neil on my birth certificate, but I believe our, our name is short for Cornelius, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, no disrespect to the Corneliuses of this world. I would no, not. I would not like to be called Cornelius. <laughs> well, the funny part was a few years back when I was in Nottingham, I got a social welfare check. It was for Cornelius, but I actually signed it, Neil. <laughs> and the red man says, I'll cash it, but you have to sign Cornelius. <laughs> right, he says, my name is Nile. I just tell you, couldn't spell Cornelius. So I said, look, who wants to go around with the name Cornelius hanging over his head? He says, I do. I forgot his bloke's name was Con. So, uh, <laughs> Stop. But going back to it, yeah, yeah I, I've got a mess. I've got epilepsy, but I don't have a driving license. I don't know. I know. At some stage in your life, you must have filled in a PPS application with the name Cornelius, or did they? Did you have to send a birth cert for the PPS? Maybe was it? Yeah, the PPS called by the birth cert. Yeah, so that was the first time that the birth cert did you a disservice. Then was it? It was. Yeah, first time I ever came across it. You know, to none of any difficulty before. And, 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 and no, this is serious enough, like, because how are you going to get around this with the PPS that says Cornelius and all the other documentation that says Neil or Niall? Is it Neil? It's Niall, is it? Niall, yeah. Why'd you go for Niall? Niall is nicer. Well, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't my choice. I was given, I was called Niall all my life and I went with it and, you know, got some sweat, I like it. So, um, I mean, I, I've been, I can never remember being Cornelius. I, I can remember being told I was Chris and Cornelius, but I was loyal to everybody all my life you know so it's all of a sudden it's difficult it's difficult for us isn't it because some people call us Neil other calls us other call us I get called Niall sometimes um, yeah Nailus Naily Con yeah I've never uh, I've never been called Con though well Uh, I've been called worse oh I've been called much worse Oh my God! Yeah. So you, you're in a bit of a predicament then. No driving license unless you surrender, yeah. Niall, and take up the moniker Cornelius for the rest of your natural. Well, listen. If I go out to renew it again, I bring my passport. Well, my passport is Niall, but they will also probably want my PBS number, so I'm back <laughs> to square one. And what? The, the sorry part of it is, I got um, in a respond, respond email from them. And the bloke who signed it was Niall. Oh, God. <laughs> you couldn't he, make it up. He was... No, it's... I mean, it's, I, I, epilepsy as well as MS. No, you're given the license for three years because of epilepsy. No, when I was on the phone last week, they said, no, it's not to one, you know. Um, so I, I go, they're calling him off. If I was... If I had a seizure with the epilepsy, I'd be off the road for 12 months. I could accept that. But because it's a moron in the driving, driving license section won't give me the licence, then that's, that's hard to take. That's you think this is a bit picky, do you, Noel? It's a bit picky. I think so. Yeah, Definitely. yeah, yeah. I think, no, not being racist in any way, shape or form, but if you have an immigrant of any nationality come in and they've got some weird name and they're not being checked, they apply for driving licence, they can one straight away. Yeah, I know, I know. But t- look at it this way, for instance, right? If your birth certificate says Thomas and you've used the word the name Tom all your life, would they give you grief yep. renewing a license over that? Probably not, I would think. Would you? Probably not. 
Yeah, no, so I, why I pick on a Nile versus a Cornelius? I don't understand that. I mean, what are they well, asking you to do? To change your birth cert by deed poll? Well, basically, they'd ask me to get in touch with the social welfare and to get them to change my name from Cornelius to Nile. Now, I was christened Cornelius, so why am I going to change that? Mm-hmm. I've been going with Nile all my life. My parents called You're me. You're right. I'd say just do it. You know, get rid of the Cornelius out of your life in every way, shape, or form. Get your PPS I, name changed. I don't know. It's. When my grandfather was called Cornelius and I was called baptized after him, so that's like just um disrespecting his, his, but you, his name. I mean, not really. Well. I mean you never used it Cornelius. Is. You you said you wouldn't ever use it. Well I had to use it for, for college. You know, I took you. But do you like Cornelius? I'm not against this. But I like I'm used to nice more, you know. I mean my sisters and that and some friends did they wind up by calling me Cornelius. Do they? You know, not like, they do yet. I've got the sister and... Well, my, my simple, I mean, let, let people who want to call you Cornelius or Con or Connie or Nailus or Neil or Niall or whatever, let them call you whatever you want. Just get the PPS number changed to Niall. The hell with it. Um, but I think that would take a loss from... I mean, I'm having difficulty with the driving licence service itself just changing from... Just actually... Keeping keeping nice going. If I was to go to the social welfare office and ask them to change my name from Cornelius of fifty eight years to Nile, I think there'd be a lot of hassle with it. I don't know. I, I don't know. Well, I can't. I have I no. I have no other advice. To you. Maybe other people might have more sage advice than me. I don't know how you're going to get yourself out of that predicament. What are you, you well, going to? So what are you going to do? It's looking like you're going to have to reapply and see if I can get it. Use a passport as identification for Nile, but that means paying for a new driving let new to new to go into the office and get the change again, and paying a doctor for another for another medical cert. You know, even though on the medical cert is for three years, I know I've been told that they're only going to give three phone years, no matter what the doctor said. So that's it's a, it's a it's a nightmare of a situation. But then you've got these morons with no license, no insurance, nothing. And the e-scooters and they can do what they want. I know, I know. And and if I just to stand up on an e-scooter, I do it. But, um, yeah, and yeah. giving a fella grief over his Christian name, whatever it may be. Yep. I'd love to know what the next instalment of your story will be. Will you stay in touch as to what you do I decide will. to do? Yeah. I'll, I'll keep informed that you know. Okay, take care, Niall. Cheers. Take care. Anybody ever had issues with their Christian name? Uh, you know, in different uh, versions of it. Text 0868104106. No, no disrespect to Cornelius's in any way, shape, or form. Um, it, it's just, it's just not for me. I guess it wouldn't be anyway. It would be like anybody saying, "Hey, how would you like to be called a different Christian name?" It wouldn't really sit very well with you, would you? Would it? Anyway, text 0868104106 on that. Back to the phone lines we go, Sean. Hey Neil, how Anybody are you? ever call you John? Johnny? Yeah, John and my birth cert, so I John and Sean, I have that same issue. <laughs> <laughs> Does it present any problems with renewing official documentation or anything? A little, but it's kind of, this. it's, you're Sean with the father kind of thing, people generally understand it, you know? All right, okay. I, I I don't know why I did why I didn't just stay why they didn't put Sean on my birth cert but that's my that's another story. Okay, well listen, let's stick to the one you called about anyway. What is it? Oh, are you an oh, electric yeah, bike user? Yeah. Yeah, I would be. I'd be fairly keen, and I would even want to get something better. That's was the um that there was much amusement about putting the bike lane up Patrick's Hill. I know it was a fellow up in Dublin just putting a line on a map, <laughs> but. 
There was um, great amusement from the Green Party, but they... Um, is there, is, there, a, is there a cycle lane up Patrick's Hill? Forgive me for that. There's not, but Neil, you don't really need lanes. I, I, I've been up a lanes, and I, I would be cycling quite a bit. I, I, half the reason I cycle is you have that bit of freedom. You don't have to follow traffic or follow a lane or follow rules. Excuse me. Why, why did you just say that bicycles don't have to follow rules? You do. I follow traffic. I just follow the road situation. I don't break any rules. Am I the only I cyclist then that actually stops at a red light? Yeah, I would generally, you know. Oh, you, you would head. then? You would? Yeah, if there's any other traffic pedestrians. I, I, I pretty much try to stick to the rules of the road. I wouldn't be 100%. But I, I actually think there's enough. I've been off of the lanes and this new uh, initiative, they're spending millions and all it looks for the cycling, there's nothing, to, only obstructions and being diverted and being directed and redirected. Um, it, I prefer like just to make my own way. You cannot, sometimes those lanes will actually put you in danger. Okay, so you a, think there should be... I will cycle on a footpath. You, you, oh, really? You know, but I'll show, if it's safer, I, I have to go to Commons Road on a bike. There's Do you no ever get any grief on footpaths? I have uh, once or twice. No, I try to respect the pedestrians. I'll even hop off or I, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a speed machine. I, I believe there's enough. The same I would do with a cycling around the harbour. You just have to show courtesy and it's a shared space. So let's share it. You think it should but be a free-for-all then, is it? Get rid of the cycling. Not then. especially a free-for-all, but more of a... A share for all, you know. One it's big massive uh, love in amongst everybody, where we all just go wherever uh, we want no and show and respect to each other. On, you just you just get on with your business, but I, I'm not looking to break Olympic records or anything. And I I I not I no way would I approve of guys that are a, a menace out there. Okay, but, okay. You know, just, my, just my thing with the lanes is we probably have a critical mass of them because the the, the only money. They're pumping in this TII thing. They're they're changing traffic. They're signalising Douglas roundabout, the finger post roundabout. They're signalising the Wilton roundabout. Where the, what the, the problem is at the Denny's Cross Junction. This is all to do with traffic and cycling both. I would drive a car They're putting a van traffic and lights a bike. on the finger post roundabout, are they? Yeah, that's in the proposal, and the same for the Wilton roundabout, and that's where the money. Will I go. think that's a good hey. idea, actually. Because so you, you do, yeah. Well, do you ever try and get onto the roundabout from one of the off off lanes? It's very, very. Yeah, well, try it when they put traffic lights in Neilan. You'll be waiting a darn sight longer. I can okay, we'll you. wait and see. Just finally on that, so you have an electric bike, and you want to upgrade to what? To a, a more powerful one, because the Paddy's, the Patrick Hill thing put me in. The, I was just googling. On electric bikes, and there was a there was a Cork Cycling Initiative. This is a couple of years back. Tony Fitzgerald was that was the uh, mayor, and they had Jared Coon and Tara called the car a, a cycle up the hill, and they went up to the top and back, no problem. I've cycled up Patrick's bike. Hill on an electric bike. Can't you do it? No. I, what, what did you say first? I've cycled up Patrick's Hill on my electric bike. Have you? Yeah, you, you must have a top of the line, Mister Rich, Mister Rich Bags. <laughs> That's what Mister Rich Bags. Uh, it's <laughs> an electric bike. It's about fucking fifteen years old, I'd say. I'll be darned. Well, you're in better shape than I am, so. But I made it up most of the way. Maybe I get up near it, but Yeah, but uh, my point would be get people instead of spending all these millions on infrastructure, which is not infrastructure; it's painted lines and 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 nonsense. Unless they're going to follow along the River Lee or one of the, the river through Blackpool. That's get rid of, where, that's get where rid people of all like the lines. Get rid of all traffic. Yes. Get rid of all lines for motorists and everything. Just get no, rid of not them. 
No, but maybe encourage, maybe pump a bit more money into encouraging people, give them a cut price bikes, give them tax free allowance, or widen the bike to work scheme and get people on regular bikes. And if they have a regular bike or an electric bike, get a better one. Mm-hmm. All right, my man. You know thanks for that. Keep those texts coming. Text 0868104106. Stop thinking out loud and call Neil Prendival now on 0818104106. Corks. Ed FM. You betcha. Get on the phone on one eight. Sorry, oh eight one eight one zero four one zero six. You know, I was talking yesterday. It'll be tomorrow before I come back to picking up on people who changed jobs or you know they had their dream job or people who were uh, stuck in a rush or the amount of people who have fallen out of love with their jobs. But I was asking people about what your dream job was, particularly when you were a child. Somebody says, "I wanted to be a Ghostbuster. I wanted to be the Rose Tralee. I wanted to be a detective or a vet." I mean. Like, <laughs> They're, they're not even in the same family of jobs. They're complete detective, right? Vet. <laughs> no similarity, really, is there? Maybe you'd be investigating things. It's never too late. You're starting from experience, never from scratch. To play music in a band, 30 years later, I'm still doing it. So there's somebody who actually had a dream job and years later um, did actually, you know, pick it up as a child or a young person as an idea and got a lifetime career out of it. Yeah, Ace Ventura, pet detective. You're right. Well said, Kevin. I wanted to be a guard as a child. I got into security after school and stayed during the downturn. Went back to college at 30, studied forestry, of all things. Now I'm in a great job as a forester, living in Cork and working in Kerry. But never got to be the guard, though. I'm glad you're happy. A space cowboy. Always wanted to be a space cowboy. Um, I, as a child and as a young person... I wanted to be a midwife. Um, interesting. I wonder what you actually ended up doing. I always wanted to be a teacher. Currently, I'm a preschool teacher and I love my job. If that didn't work out, I wanted to be a weather forecaster. Actually, that's what they call me at home. The greatest uh, disastrous weather forecaster of all time who always gets the... They say, you know what? You're not on air at all. You're not a broadcast. You're actually a frustrated weather forecaster. Uh, I wanted to be a vet, love animals. Some days I wished I'd join the guards. I'm too old for it now. Very hard to know what you want uh, to be until you exp- experience a bit of life first. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about what did you dream about, you know, when you daydreamed or thought about it. as a, What would you want to be uh, when you grew up? I wanted to be a nurse. Never, ever wanted anything else. A carpenter. How I wish I had done it. I wanted to be a Garda, and I did chase it up, uh, but for many reasons, it just didn't work out. Now I'm working in home help, and I love that. There are pages and pages of these. I'll come back to those, and lots more like it tomorrow. Let me stay with the phone lines for now. Um, yeah, line three, sorry. Con, good morning. Neil, how are you doing? Just picking up on poor old Cornelia Stroke Nile. Um, what was your own, oh. what, were, what were you christened? Cornelius. Right. Um, so why am I calling you Con then? Well, I'll tell you why now, because that's actually the short for it, Confused.con. But I tell you, I was called Cornelius, but I was known as Nailus, Nealus, Nile. The only reason they didn't call me Nelly, because my mother was known as Nelly, but I was called everything else. I was called Nelly as a young fella, actually. It was a nickname. Can't say that I was all that keen about it. I got used to it, though. But I got sort of used to Cornelius because I was told by people on my journey that it's a very strong name. I, I said, hard to, hard to spell. But worse than that, my second name is Lucy, and the matron in the old hospital spelt my name wrong. I was spelt L-U-C-Y. <laughs> I know. 
Double barrels. You're male or female. In the world that we live in now, that makes a lot of sense, though. You can be either. No, well, my mother, I'm sure she really wanted a daughter instead of me, but I had to get legal. I had to go legal to get it done, to get it changed. <laughs> to get what changed? <laughs> The Lucy, my is it? surname. It was a bigger disaster than Cornelius. I had to get my surname. So you were Cornelius Lucy, L-U-C-Y. Yeah, but it should have been L-U-C-E. I know that. I know that. I'm not totally thick. I get that. Yeah, yeah. But you had a, so yeah, you had a male and a female surname. <laughs> Christian name. Yeah. <laughs> disaster. And the middle name was, was Patrick. And I wished I was called Patricia because that would have sorted the problem. Oh man, what's what's Niall going to do though with his PPS and his birth cert and his driving license? Well, you know something, there was actually nothing wrong with Cornelius. It took me about fifty years to get the hang of it. Never fancied it myself. Never fancied it. Well, it's a bullet that I dodged something. when I was born. I'd say. I know. I didn't like. Uh, well, I only half like it. I never liked it. For I used to hide it as much as I could. But like when you're travelling a lot and you have your, your passport and whatever your seekers, discharge papers, it had to be Cornelius. But it was. But it. The, this, my surname was a bigger problem. L-U-C-Y. Yeah, that took a lot of work. L-U-C-Y. Because yeah. yeah. uh, I had to go, like I said, it cost me quite a bit of money legally to get it changed. <laughs> we'll, st- we'll stick with the con, so shall we? Oh, stick with the con and Lucy, however you like. Right. <laughs> Keep that show going. All right, take care of <laughs> yourself. Cheers, take care <laughs> as always. Uh, Paul, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Okay, um, are we on roads? Are we on e-scooters, electric bikes? What the heck are we on? Yeah, everything, really, I suppose. All right, Um, go ahead. Well, the the e-scooters, as you know, um, uh, from the insurance point of view, no one will insure an e-scooter privately. So anything that you see going around the city at the moment is illegal. Uh, well, it's not illegal either, and here's the reason. They're not illegal, you see. You don't have to yeah, go correct, and get insurance. Correct. Yeah, yeah. okay. But Gardy and Tralee last week started confiscating them and telling people they were taking them to court. And we got a lot of calls from Kerry because we've got offices down there. Right. And What do you and do? the answer is, sorry, you can't do it, lads. It's, it's, it's an area that the government need to sort out immediately. So Gardy and Tralee literally started taking people off them, is it? Yeah, absolutely, and hover hoverboards are, uh, as well. Tralee Gardaí have seized a number of e-scooters. And the cops in Tralee are taking people's electric bikes. Yes. So now, <laughs> it's the whole thing is becoming a, a farce at this stage. You cannot tax any of those vehicles. So if you can't tax them, you can't insure them. They're not covered under the Road Traffic Act. So we do need something brought out. E-bikes are not as big a problem as scooters. The e-bikes, we have about four insurance companies who will cover the e-bikes under your house insurance, under your personal liability. But it has nothing whatsoever to do with the Road Traffic Act. Hold on a second now. My e-bike is covered under my house insurance. But that's only if the house burns down or somebody comes no, in and no, robs no. it. No, no. If you're out cycling, Neil, as you do, I know I see you around the city. Yeah. If you, if you, in, you know, knock down somebody, God forbid, hypothetically, or, or, or cause an accident, you have personal liability under your household insurance policy for is, that. Is that so, right? I didn't know that. Yeah. So if I yeah, hit a correct. pedestrian or hit a car and whatever the case may be, or yeah. I, I, my, my house insurance covers me. 
Now, you need to check your house insurance because a number of insurers have removed that cover of late and there's only about four insurers left in the whole country that are giving that cover. Here's what the guards in Tralee are saying. Electric scooters, electric bikes and hoverboards are classed as MPVs, mechanically propelled vehicles. So a person riding one needs tax, insurance and a driver's licence. And they must be 17 years or over. Are, are the guards in Tralee operating in an independent republic or something? Because e-scooters are, are unregulated, as in they're neither well, legal nor illegal. Correct. It was happening, I believe, Neil, in Dublin as well. I mean, it was crazy in Dublin if you've been up there of late. And the guards in Dublin started to confiscate them and took people to court. I'm sure everything was thrown out of court. You couldn't. The judge was going, well, what am I, what am I convicting you of and what, under what act am I operating? And there no. was none. The guards in Tralee so. said they're causing a nuisance around the town and many have already been seized, apparently. Yep. yep. <laughs> so you tell, like, potentially Anglesey Street could stop people on their electric bike and take it off them, is it? Well, that's what, that's what this is suggesting, isn't it? And give you a fine, then, for the, for the, for the pleasure of it and auction off the bikes or something, is it, or what? <laughs> well, we'd have a great day in court when we were suing them to get it all back. Oh, God's sake. All right. That's what we'd have to do. But we started, I think, we started on the road tax, and I was giving out about the road tax, and that, uh, I think somebody last week said, you know, where's all our road How tax much going? of it? It's not road tax anymore oh. now, though, you no, see. It's, it's all tied into climate. Yeah, but the motoring, when I, when I looked into the, to Google, Mr. Google told me that uh, 6.2 million was collected in 2019 on all taxes on our motoring. So that be your car tax, your petrol, your VRT, your new car, or bringing in a car. And I was, oh my God, what an amount of money. How 6. much? 6.2 billion. Billion, yeah, yeah. Billion, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and there's one I, I billion a year. There's a billion, listen to this, there's a billion a year on road tax, of which yes. Cork, the biggest county, gets 63 million back to look after all of our roads. Yeah. That's not right. It's a money-making racket. It's, it, it's, not, it's not proportionate. No. And some of the roads are in rag order out in the county and over into the county bounds and down into Kerry. And it's, and only it's crazy. Worse. And only getting worse. All right, got to go, pal. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. Watch out. Maybe the Cork RD will start doing what they did down below in Tralee. Text 0868104106. Martin Leahy live in studio to play us out today on a chat as well. Ed Sheeran's idea of the perfect morning. Are you ready? The Neil Prendival Show on Cork's Ed FM. Some people's misery are other people's gain. Enrich the rich and make them richer. They see property as opportunity. A business that'll make the sickness sicker. If they build too many houses, it'll drive down the price. It's just cold economics to so there's no will to address it Cause it's not in their interest We've seen it over time and time again Everyone should have a home Everyone should have a home In this world, in this life It's a basic human right To have a dignified place you call your own Everyone should have a home Everyone should have a home Safe and warm where you belong Everyone should have a home Housing developers that are hung up on greed Hungry vultures swooping from the sky Crucifying rents and they're on the increase Shamefully they split people dry 
All the vacant properties, we can see them in our towns. Sign the papers, take down the boards. A home, not a hotel. A home, not a hostel. A home, not a cardboard box at the side of the road. Everyone should have a home. Everyone should have a home. In this world, in this life, it's a basic human right to have a dignified place you call your own. Everyone should have a home. Everyone should have a home. Safe and warm where you belong. Everyone should have a home. We've got landlords and government to vote and legislate in favor of investments they control. Our leaders they facilitate and then wave away the emergency created at their door. The moneyed minds get richer and the poor just fade into hovels and holes they can't afford. Dystopian eviction, ruthless repossession, a wealthy country's people in a stranglehold. Everyone should have a home. Everyone should have a home. In this world, in this life, it's a basic human right to have a dignified place you call your own. Everyone should have a home. Everyone should have a home. Safe and warm where you belong. Everyone should have a home. Safe and warm where you belong. Everyone should have a home. Safe and warm where you belong. Everyone should have a home. Great to finally get you in studio, Martin Lee. It's good to see you. Thanks, and Steve. that song is literally coming from the heart, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess it's my own situation at the moment. In um, Bandon. In Bandon, yeah. If, um, if there's an eviction notice for June, um, the landlord is selling up, so, so that's it. And I guess it's kind of uh, living a, a life of... Uh, being in rental accommodation you're always kind of in this kind of state of anxiety will the rent go up will the and as an artist as well that compounds the issue doesn't it because that's you know you're very much out in the wind with regards to employment the next gig where the cash is going to come from yeah absolutely yeah yeah but then if you look at like I've been listening a lot to this this guy Rory Hearn he's a kind of a social policy lecturer there up in Minooks Professor Rory Hearn he's after writing a book called Housing Shock and you know we're all kind of um, conditioned into this idea that this is kind of normal but you know there, there are cities in Europe where the rental sector is regulated and it's not normal so your house could be your home for the rest of your life your you know. rental property would have security of tenure yeah. and protection against crazy rents because it's now yesterday 1600 for a cottage in Ballycotton yeah unbelievable you know, yeah. No, and okay it's a gorgeous area don't get me wrong yeah. but it's very rural yeah, and basically, yeah, doubled in the last decade, the rents, and it's a... So are you contemplating going to France then? Yeah, I'm contemplating moving, because I, I don't feel I can, uh, I, I feel priced out of the market, you know, any place I look at, it's not, uh, I need a bit of space for my equipment and stuff, I need a small cottage and stuff, it's just beyond, you know, um, any type of affordability, uh, you know, they, they're talking about freezing rents and stuff, freezing rents wouldn't even do it, you know, <laughs> they're just so high at the moment, it's... Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a social emergency, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, and that's why, that's a powerful song. Now, I played the studio version of it, which is a big belter. Yeah. There's a lot of music going on there, a yeah. lot of stuff, and a lot of backing vocals. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's incredible what can be produced now, isn't it? It's full on sound. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the studio's there, the technology's there. Yeah. Home, home, home studio, home recording. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very accessible. It's great.
great, yeah. I what about the gigs? Really. It's great to be gigging again. I think, didn't you play, were you down in Doolin? Um, yeah, I, I've played in Doolin. I played in Doolin. Isn't there, a big, isn't there a big folk festival? Yeah, there, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it is. It's coming back slowly. Like, um, I guess uh, there's all different levels. The pub scene is not back where it, it was. No? You know? Yeah, but... Um, but there, there are different things happening. Yeah, it's, 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 it's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And long yeah. may it continue. But yeah. hey, we'd hate to lose you though, because uh, not but that that was stymie your talent or anything. You're just writing great stuff at the moment. Oh, thanks so much. You know, the tribute to Christy, Kirsty McCall blew me. Actually, if we have a couple of minutes, we might play out on that in a second or two. Yeah, what do you think? yeah, cool. Yeah yeah, 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 brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Are you doing any gigs on the east side at, at the moment? Or yeah, what? well, I'm doing a protest now on um, uh, Saturday, one o'clock in the Grand Parade. I'm going to play my song and stuff. It's the in HHC. Um, and then I have um, that protest is against house prices and rent, is it? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so it's the Grand Parade, one o'clock um, Saturday, this Saturday. Um, so I'll be playing a spot there, and then the following week I'm doing um, Victoria Keating and Declan Senate have a, a super combo, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, fantastic class. Yeah, yeah. So they have you playing in, with them? Uh, yeah, an internet program on uh, Little Rooms Big Music on Saturday, seventh of May. We're going to do a kind of a night of protest songs, the three of us. So. Yeah, yeah. You've, nice. you've played with them all. I mean, you've done it with uh, with Jimmy Mack. You've done it with um, Spillane. You've done it with Christie, Joe Wolf. All yeah, of them. yeah, yeah. You're in the same league as them. I, I assume you know that. Well, I, I, I've spent. Uh, I've basically been a session musician for uh, you know most of my life. I st- the um, writing, the kind of solo writing, has has just come about since the pandemic, really. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Well, long may it continue. Yeah. Sorry it took so long to get you in. Will we have another song to play us out? Yeah, absolutely. Great. So, Let's yeah. see what you do, man. Let's Thanks see what a you lot. do. The water's edge, you're cupping your hands. Engines roar out on the wind. An empty piece alone on the strand, where none of the broken things mend. God's fair earth. You've travelled all night A soothing low light at the door The heart beats in the eternal mind Your songs ring out evermore And tonight there's a melody I hear your voice come through the dark Oh shine and sing out heavenly Sing out Fading spark. The source of grace, of life and of love Would bury all those away A winter's day all bright and off The swell, the boat made its way A picture bright, living out in my mind He comes up for air and then a my path, you push him aside, an angel floats round in his house, and tonight I hear a melody, and your voice coming through the dark, oh shine, or sing out heavenly, sing out the fading spark, I've seen old ships Lay still in the rain Those things could I one day be Gentle chest make prayers in vain Comforter deep misery 
lines I sung out, the strongest of all, were the ones I could not believe. Through radio waves, I hear you call, out to me you were deceived. Oh, what is life? All this heartlessness, it's a grieving endlessly. There it lives, all that loneliness, you're spot out on the sea. But tonight, I hear a melody, and your voice come through the dark. Oh, shine, sing out heavenly, sing out the fading spark, sing out the fading spark. Martin Leahy, ladies and gentlemen, the talent on Lee's side is just incredible. Look after yourself, pal, whatever the next Thanks step so much, on your Neil. journey is. Nice Good one. for you to come in. Thank, Thank you. you, Martin Leahy, in studio. Tomorrow, we only have the cream of the crop in this radio program in studio to play us out and chat. Tomorrow will be Donovan. Lines will stay open on 0818104106. You can text 0868104106. Have a good day. If you're heading to Ed Sheeran, enjoy and stay safe. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.